Welcome to the show. Yeah. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19th. I'm going to question a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. Everybody, welcome into the podcast. This is Keith Paisel. Yeah, we're here watching television, making fun of the world and ourselves through what is on television. Hello, Telling I'm our here, stories. Here with Adam Crocious, our good novellas. To, good to hear you again, people. Hope you're listening. Our verbal novellas. We're, we're, we're watching about your a lot of new, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of territory that has to be covered. Because it's a, uh, it's been a ripe news. Oh, that was a hard. I feel I, I could tell you were yelling over the music. Yeah, so yeah, I exactly. can tell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it's been a lot of news. The big news that you told me, uh, you texted me on the drive over here, in preparation for the podcast, is that Lisa Marie Presley has died. She has died. She. Uh, can you bring the mic in a little bit closer? He's caught in a trap. No, she's. Oh uh, yeah, in a, in a cardiac. <laughs> Let's be good. No, I um. <laughs> Ooh, this is fucking. Oh, is this? What are they showing? Colbert clips of Colbert showing guess, Top Gun. I guess. Never played on the school. Oh yeah, Lisa, Inside Edition. So where did George? Yeah, Santa? this is pre-taped. They're not going to hit any Lisa Marie in this. Let's see if we yeah. can get some Lisa Marie coverage early on. Yeah, yeah. Because why? Well, I, I saw the news maybe four hours ago on Deadline Hollywood. I get I'm just a sea of emails, and I'm just like, God, I can't read all this shit. Well, that's when she, she had. Work, had you know? She had. Uh, I, like I think once had a heart attack at that point. Ooh, she had a grabber. Yeah, that was yeah. like like they tweeted that she had no, cardiac arrest. Some Demar Hamlin oh. type situation. Maybe oh, she yeah. took a tackle in the wrong heartbeat. Lisa Marie was mm. playing a game of fucking having a catch, and her fucking grandson came in hard in the chest. Wow. Yeah, we had what's yeah. I remember that guy. Right, remember him last week. Remember that when we actually cared, <laughs> America. Remember that moment last week. That guy. You know. Now it's like, oh, He's it's better. Oh, you play know. football. Now I love how so quick it turned to like, Ugh. he'll play again. Oh he'll my. play again. Come on. People want him to play again. Come you play, on. you play football again, Crow. It is like, is there, does that not just a reveal that people think that? Some people actually think that of our, like, like the character of this country. It's just your job is the only thing that defines you. As a human being, it is just your employment. 
That's always one of the first questions whites ask of each other, you know? What do you do for a living? That was always an interesting thing, culturally speaking. When I would deal with African-American folks, that, that was not something that would come up when you meet someone, you know? Like, it, it wasn't like an early conversation. And if you brought it up, it was sort of like, you know, especially maybe with a white face asking, but hey, what do you do? Like, that was something you do. Oh, with, I was talking you know, to someone. Like, who was like, I talking no, to that recently? Don't judge me on that That shit, was like, you know? even my family still does that. Yeah, one of the oh, first yeah. things, and it's, oh, someone said that's really asking, how should I treat you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a certain, you're, you're, you're probing for certain information. There's class stuff that comes out with that. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I notice uh, with African-American folks, and probably I bet you a lot of people of color, uh, that may be the case, especially when a white person. Asks I always that keep question. forgetting to hit record and stream, but I could download the stream later. So, oh it's my fine. god, twenty! This was near you, right? This twenty-five thousand dollars reward. Police are offering a. 25- oh, that's that's right there. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm corner. parked right now. Twenty-five thousand dollars reward for what? I'll fucking find it. He, he literally oh, got hit. Did he get hit on on Wilshire? No. Oh, was it a? Who was it? When did it happen? Were we sitting right here? That's crazy that people get barreled into cars and we're just here watching fucking I know. <laughs> the Bernie Madoff documentary. Yeah. Ooh, Trevor Bauer got released. A uh, convicted well, yeah, they were, he was a sex offender. Wasn't well, I don't he? know if he's convicted. It's alleged still. Oh, okay. So yeah, but they, yeah they, he's yeah. not. I don't think he's a good guy. He's from Santa Clarita. You know, where, Santa Clarita fucking, you know, uh, the old magic Santa Clarita diet he gave those girls. <laughs> and now there's a plan to build a visitor. They're going to build a visitor center. Oh, They're finally going to let. Of course they should. Well, because they, they don't want that's probably the neighborhood being like, build them a ramp so they don't walk through our neighborhood. Oh, man. I, I've had to go way up there before and drop people off. Attempt suicide. I mean, it is like. Those when my ro- first pilot got rejected, I walked up and sat <laughs> in the O for 12 hours. <laughs> That'll be me. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've had to drop folks off and pick people up there. First off, you lose cell service up there, and you all you, so therefore you don't have any sort of mapping. The roads up there, I, I'm not lying. They're some of the most difficult. I mean, you have to be safe when you're driving. I don't. I would never live in the hills. I used to think the hills is the place I wanted to live if I had money. No, you know where I want to live. Where I want to live either in my neighborhood now, Baldwin Hills, or or, or again or Hancock Park. If Hancock I truly Park, had the what money. do you want to own? It so you want to fucking own Chase Bank? Well, yeah, I mean that's if you had the money. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean you'd have to. I mean, I'm sure the homes there are like you know. Or be the mayor of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's a pretty cool neighborhood. It's it's oh, old it's great. school. The like, entire thing's a golf course. Yeah. Essentially, there's a golf course down the entire middle of it. Yeah, yeah, I know that that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it is. It's a cool neighborhood because, well, again, that that's where old Hollywood, like Hollywood in the twenties and thirties, lived in Hancock Park pre Beverly Hills. Correct? That was sort of the L.A. Because there's like mansions there. They're old. A lot of people when they it, find it, it reminds them. me of the North Shore a little bit. You know what I mean? In Chicago, a little bit of the North Shore, kind of a similar kind of look, building wise. Doing like a it. channel surf here. Here we go. It's cool. Yeah, Lisa Marie though. Ha- I mean, what a cardiac what is, arrest? Something probably in the Elvis era, right here. Is this because of no? no, no. <laughs> Well, uh, what is this? Is this Hawaii? Uh, oh, uh, what is this? Hawaii Pretty Pigeon yeah, season yeah. four, episode fifteen. Robert Conrad is in this. Holy shit! Do you know Connie Stevens? This is like you know Robert Conrad. We probably don't know Robert Conrad. I've Robert, heard the name Robert Conrad. Wasn't he to, the fugitive? No, he wasn't the fugitive. He was in a show, Bob Bob Black Sheep, in the late seventies, where he was the head of a of a Pacific based. Uh, 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 air, uh, uh, Navy air fighters, and he always had this real cocky sort of image. But what I remember him from was 
I was going down the rabbit hole recently of watching Battle of Battle for, Battle of the Network Stars, where basically from about seventy six to eighty four, the three networks would have these sort of quasi Olympic competitions, where like Penny Marshall <laughs> would be running stride for stride against you know I don't know uh, Tim Matheson from some NBC show. So it is great, and Robert Conrad was the captain of the NBC squad. And, and and Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter was the captain of the ABC squad. So it was ABC and NBC and CBS. You know, Telly Savalas was the captain of the uh, CBS squad. So this is who, I mean, these, these are the Telly Savalas. Yeah, the, the, these are the, so these are the three teams. And there was a big squabble that went on between Robert Conrad and and, uh, and the ABC team. So Gabe Kaplan said, "Okay, let's race for a hundred yard dash to decide it." And you think Robert Conrad? He's a, Gabe Kaplan's this sort of nerdy. G- Gabe Kaplan beat him by. Eight to ten yards. Gave him the I old mean, horse I mean, he, he was behind, and then he just blew past him. Now, he's also like 15 years younger than him, and Robert Conrad's smoking butts during That's it. That's when the first I black mean, guy went, damn, Mr. Cate. <laughs> well, yeah, that, no, they, well, that guy was in it. Epstein? Epstein? What he, he described himself as the, the he was the Puerto Rican Jew. Warshak? Oh, no, Epstein. No, Epstein, the actor whose dad, Michael Hedges. Epstein, the island guy. He was t- he couldn't run. I was like, you're slow. Like, come on, dude. I mean, even I'm slow. You know who had a little bit of speed in him? Ron Howard could run a little bit. Was, How did you see all these celebrities run? Dude, dude, it's on Battle of the Network Stars. You said oh, okay. this show, it was an hour long Olympics type events. I think they've tried to bring that back. That's how reality television has morphed. They can't even bring back the classic. <laughs> Try and throw Hollywood squares on nowadays. That doesn't yeah. compete with the show where they got people sitting in a chair and they're fucking tied and blindfolded. Yeah. And they have to answer questions. And if they get them wrong, they get stung in the balls by bees and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, you can't put on Hollywood squares after that. Candid camera doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it would. Maybe it would be a refreshing change of pace. You, oh, my God. I'm exercising a different part of my funny bone. They not tried just, to bleh. do a post-Cosby, kids say the darndest thing. See, there's Robert Conrad right there. Look he was a fucking dance. He, he's, like Trump at a rally. Have you, have you, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, uh, what uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? You saw uh, the, the Tarantino I th- I'm movie. I'm sure. No, no, no. I haven't seen that. Actually. Oh yeah, it, I've heard it, it's good. It, it's solid. It's long. You know, uh, obviously. But they they talk about Robert Conrad. Quentin a few Tarantula. Times. He's got yeah. it's in, insanely long movies. Yeah. So and he uh, <laughs> written by Roger Avery. Really, I've heard that's the theory. I know a homeless comedian named Finn Jones. Oh yeah, legitimately good one. Good source. Actually, Crow. Seriously, I'm I sure mean, he's funny. He's one of I've read like his little pilot things that he writes. Yeah, he's one of the best writers I've ever yeah. like met. Like he's yeah. really good at writing. Yeah, he just took a left corner at a meth addiction. <sighs> oh my god! But he has a theory that Roger Avery has written every Quentin Tarantino movie because <laughs> he's like tied at the hip to Roger Avery. He definitely kind of wrote Pulp Fiction. Interesting. I think. Interesting. What else did Roger Avery write? Was he like a, a comic Let's book see. guy or something? No, or? Roger Avery is like his Quentin just, Tarantino's partner. They host the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I tell you, uh, I wouldn't have written what I've written without a writing partner. It just wouldn't have happened. I, I think Roger I Avery ca- has gotten cr- like writing credits post. Good. Good for him. Like hey. I think if you watch Pulp Fiction, he's a co-writer of yeah. Pulp Fiction. They added his name. And yeah, well, it is... Again, writing wise, it's just I, I need to have a partner to, to hold me accountable, hold each other accountable, you know. So we've been at a bit of a standstill. We're still trying to get this oh, last yeah? fucking. It's been two months in this sort of holding pattern, you know. But we we we, we got we got the clips from Mr. Briggs, which was was very helpful. And now my writing partner's daughter is going to take a whack at uh, 
at editing it for it. It's the 10th fucking time we're editing this thing, you know? I don't know what I'm doing, you know what I mean? I, I mean I'm not, uh, it's gotten better. I can only say it's gotten better, you know? But, you know, how this stuff kind of pops and how people perceive it, it's just, I, I'm not I'm not a filmmaker. I, I'm trying to write shit, you know? I guess I think in a somewhat visual way, but anyway. So I've been going back and reading the script, and I made some changes. But you know something? There's some weaknesses in it, but having not read it, I haven't read it in six months. Uh, you sounded some- like a big wig movie producer. I think in pictures. My brain is a movie. <laughs> if you could just take a picture in my head, it would win Golden Globes every day. <laughs> I've got this. I've got this vision Fable in my Lens. head. <laughs> That's my George Lucas. Fablemans <laughs> won the best movie at the at the Globes. Uh, did, at, did, the, at the marbles. Did uh did uh <laughs> did Tony Kirshner win for for script? He I don't wrote know. the script. That's my 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 buddy from college. Who's he's coming into town next it's week? It's like it's like the Jewish version of Atlanta. Atlanta's the first is like an all black production. Yeah, yeah. Fablemans was the all first all globalist production. <laughs> you know the Fablemans, oy vey. <laughs> okay, here we go. I could fucking get back on this computer. I want to. I mean, I'd watch it. Of course, I'd watch it. It's Spielberg's story. I mean, the dudes. Whatever you want to say. He is. He had a massive impact. So apparently, on he said he waited like thirty years to make this movie because he apparently talks horribly about his parents. Yeah, like he's, they're not shown in a in yeah. a good light. And I was like, are they going to show the diddling? Yeah, I mean, either he was diddled, something happened as a kid. Well, I got a feeling he was just probably damaged from the pressure of existing and, frankly, of Jewish. Something stress, sent him to a world you know? of creativity. Well, it's just like I mean, I'm sorry. That's a disturbing thing to be a member of a group that, oh, yeah. To be I'm, Jewish? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that people want to murder you for crying out loud. It's like, whoa, For man. Pete's sake. Man. And he's not, born in 1946. Like, he's the beginning of the boom. You know and It's like, okay, one third of our people have been exterminated. Now the pressure is on. It's like, oh, my God. Difficult. My, step, my first stepfather was Jewish. And we used to talk about that a lot. It was just you know, interesting about just He would say, like, it's weird being a part of a group that you know people hate you for absolutely no good reason. Like, it's a disturbing feeling, you know? And, like, unless you're fucking part of that group, you know, you just don't know what that means. It's just like, oh, would they quit their bitching and whining? Well, I don't get, and I don't, I don't even have that much compassion in my heart. But as a white man, I'm not threatened by fucking people of color advancing. It's not at my expense, you know? It's like... Jesus Christ, why does it freak people out? I don't understand. It's weird. You're not giving up anything. I'm not losing things. You know what I mean? Because I was a trying black to look person this up. gets a better job. You know, Jesus. I didn't even know how did this get here. That's what <laughs> I know. Talking about the Fablemans and and being yeah, Jewish no, and the pressure on black Jewish people. I, I, Sammy Davis Jr. I know, I'm Rod kidding. Carew, my Tariq grandpa, Cohen. Dude, my grandpa. There was there was this player. On uh on the Cubs named Jason Maxwell and he was black and he yeah. goes I ain't never met a black Jew in my life <laughs> that's what your grandfather that's said? not his real last name <laughs> and I was like well he goes Maxwell that's a Jewish last name and I'm like that sounds pretty common to me yeah it sounds pretty wasp to me <laughs> that was your grandfather that's what he said yeah wow it's I mean and my stepfather again talking about the pressure what what drove Steven Spielberg the internet to creativity to creativity like this. Uh, it is. I'm convinced it's, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, that Jewish pressure, man. I mean, I'm telling you, my stepfather had to deal with it. And it's it's tough. Speaking of the Fablemans, you know, in eight tough. minutes, they're going to have a uh, a behind the scenes look. Young Sammy Fableman. <laughs> fall- no, God, his name is Fableman. Sammy Fableman. Holy fuck. <laughs> Fableman is the Fableman. 
I thought you were just joking when you were going Fableman. That's the name of the fucking movie. Yeah. I know it's the name of the movie, but yeah. I thought it was like Fableman. Oh, yeah. Like a, a storyteller. Story yeah. I didn't know he went so hack as yes. to be like Fableman. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Story yes. people. Yeah. With story people. Yes. Well, it's also Fableman. The fables, they're basically told with an animal in it. So I guess Jaws, right? There's a, there's a fable with an animal and we got to deal with the animal. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Western culture is pretty crazy. The internet on that yeah. computer is unbelievable right now. I'm trying to find it. these fucking Golden Globes. That's okay. Yeah, I wanted to see if Tony Kirshner won because he wrote that. My, butt, my very good friend from college, Rob Dowling, who's coming to visit next week for a week. He Son is, of a uh, bitch. He is... Uh, I want to put it on the screen. I'm doing a show here. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's coming to visit, and he's close friends with Tony Kirshner. He also wrote Lincoln and Angels in America. Lincoln is great. The script of Lincoln is fucking really good. And I was like, man, I, I've watched it a couple times, and it, it works well. You know, it's a, it's a pretty solid movie. I, I don't understand why it didn't win the Oscar. What, what, what was it going up against? I don't even know. What? Uh, uh <laughs> Uh, Lincoln, the Lincoln movie. Tony Kirshner oh. wrote Lincoln and also wrote the, the Fable. The Fablemans, he wrote both those. There we go. You know? So my buddy Rob is good friends with him. Like, they talk all the time, I guess, you know? Because my buddy Rob wrote a book on uh, Eugene O'Neill. Hey, you know who I had as a passenger, Keith, last week? You know who I had? Who? You know, Brian Dennehy's daughter. Does she look like him? Uh, a little bit, a little Ooh, bit. Wow. But but she was. Did she got the broad shoulders like him, or just well, in the she, face? She had kind of blonde hair and like the <laughs> That'd face. That'd be funny if she was just sitting there silently, <laughs> and you go, are "You Brian Dennehy's daughter?" <laughs> no, how it came. You up, look like a young Brian Dennehy. She she popped in the the car with her kid, and we had to drive to her house. But you could tell she was a New Yorker, very fast talking, very fast talking. But we had a good conversation on the way back to her place. And it came up. She's like, yeah, well, my, my father was Brian Dennehy. I was like, no way. My buddy who's coming to visit me in a couple of weeks is a professor at Central Connecticut. Did you throw that pilot at her? Well, no, 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 no. But I talked about my friend who wrote this book on Eugene O'Neill. And, you know, Brian Dennehy did all these Eugene O'Neill plays before he died. I was like, I think that was like his opus to acting. I'm going to sink my teeth into meaty five-hour plays. And she was like, oh. You know, and, she, you know, we were talking about Eugene O'Neill for a while. But she was... It also started with when she got in the car. She's like, do you do voiceover work? And I was like, God, I've been told that so many times. Why can't I break into the industry? Because well, there's three people that do I, all exactly. the Exactly. It's literally like 12. Literally, it really is. It's, it's like it's, 12 to it's 15. It's the most competitive field in entertainment and, is and voice acting. It's just like, and I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry just, I'm not hosting more. I'm trying to figure out this fucking okay. internet. I, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the heavy lifting for a while. I can look up here, but I can't put anything on the screen. Yeah, right so now. It's, oh, it's okay. Historic. Fucking Argo. Argo the Ben Affleck. Uh, Argo beat it. Yeah. Argo isn't bad. It's not as. It's uh, not good. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln is Lincoln is a better movie, and it's just uh, the script is outstanding. You know. That's crazy that it didn't win. It didn't beat our. That seems to me like that's more L.A. flexing its muscle. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. All right, so I'm looking I it know? up on this screen, and you're not going to be able to see it. I mean, is there? I'm sure there's some the society of like the people who are on the. Do people know who the Oscar like who it's vote? The it's the Academy. But are you invited to be part of the yeah. Academy? Is it part of like the secret handshake or something? Or 
You get invited. Ooh, I'm sure that's like a, a, a feather in your cap. Oh, I've been in. And they probably don't know the actual number of people in the academy, right? It's like probably a mystery. How many is it? 9,920. I was going to say it's actually in the thousands. Yeah. So it's not as prestigious as it was, but it's still something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, um, so yeah. Uh, I talked with her, and we just talked about Brian Dennehy a little bit, and how he was acting a lot in Eugene O'Neill plays, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sick of Eugene O'Neill. These intense." Who the things. fuck says that? What? 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 I'm uh, sick of Eugene O'Neill. That that, that, that that was that that was Brian Dennehy's daughter. What an, Brian up, Dennehy. what an up her own ass lady. <laughs> well, hey, listen, we we were. Uh, I was I was into it. I was into well, the conversation. She was into you. That's why you know. But the conversation, I was, I could hold my own. She was a a, a thespian. Yeah. You could tell <laughs> she was a thespian. I know? love that. That's you're like I can be in this business. I hung with Brian Dennehy's <laughs> daughter in a, <laughs> in a Hey man, you got to take your wins where you can get them. When you're a nobody, you got to so take here, your wins. Here's Get him. Here's the list of, of winners for, for the Golden Globes here. Look at Austin Butler looking like he is just made of supermodel. Oh, is that one of the, the guys? The guy who played Elvis. See, oh, this yeah. is the problem. You can't see what I'm looking at because yeah. of the goddamn screen. Yeah. Fucking son of a bitch. And just a very handsome man. Get two tasty items yeah. like our savory cheeseburger, spicy chicken sandwich, chicken stars. And there's feedback coming in through the fucking headphones that you can hear yeah. because I sounded it earlier. I'm watching I don't Jacobian know what's wrong. Myers. Uh, okay, okay. Well, hey, man. Uh, episode's terrible. Hey, listen, man. The dialogue's got, I think it's going well. She's throwing her two cents and Well, they can't it. hear her because the noise gate's well, up. it's helping me. It's helping me. So that's going to sound thing. like you're talking to nothing. <laughs> you're asking nothing questions. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're talking. You're saying a few words. You know, shit. I got it now. I could put it up on the screen because the fucking internet is loading. So again, we're trying to see golden. I mean, globes. no one's watching, so we well, can, okay. for yeah. all intents and purposes, cut, edit this out afterwards. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Let's. Uh, I just want to see what kind of one. I, I didn't pay attention. I was. I don't know. I don't pay attention. I to forgot. I always. They to. don't hype it up as much. I forgot it was on. Yeah. So the Fablemans one. I wish I could put up like for best drama. So quiet. What, what, what did it go up against? Avatar? The Way of the Water. Elvis. Okay. That's who played Elvis. Look yeah. at this guy. He's dating fucking Cindy Crawford's daughter. I'm sure she oh, said that. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that That's a score. Those <laughs> are people. That's like almost a dowry, a celebrity <laughs> dowry. Exactly. It's this weird genetic, like, uh, like you know. Well, didn't Sean White have that line that we're living in LA where it's like third generation hot people? He told people? me, yeah. He said, yeah. the hottest people in the world all move here, and then they fail. And get married and have kids. Yeah. So you yeah. got second, third generation hot running around <laughs> LA. <laughs> yeah. When I. <laughs> That's what he is. He's from Orange County. Oh, yeah. He's from OC. Tar. Yeah. Tar is about a female teacher that gets canceled. And apparently she's got a foot fetish. It's, <sighs> it's a fucking. I hear it's really good, but the feet yeah. stuff is weird, I hear. Yeah. Who, who's. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. It's or Todd Field, I think. This dude makes. He's made four movies and is like an acclaim. He's made In the Bedroom, Little Children, and then from 2006 to 2021, Unrealized Projects. Wow. This means dipped into the fucking family wealth. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Interesting. They're like, okay, Son I'll pull it bitch. together. I got it on the wrong I, screen. Who knows how you even do it, man? <laughs> Believe me, I'm about to enter. I have a feeling if we can execute, and I've said this for six months now. Probably almost a year. If we can execute this thing properly, 
it's going to open up some opportunities. It's going to be a different experience at that point. You know, I don't know. I hope maybe it won't. You know, all I know is I've done the best I can do and it needs to be improved. But I tell you what, the script, though, I went back and read it. I'm going off on my own thing. It's my own show now. <laughs> um, you know, the script, when I, when I read the, uh, the pilot again, I took it was too short. So I took some stuff from the second episode and beefed it up by a good eight to ten pages. And it's like I took the the the, the cream from the second episode. <laughs> I really indulged myself. And it was like, no, this is I took the goods now the second episode's been gutted now. We gotta add shit in there. But we got some things we can do with that. That's not a problem. But I mean, I've beefed up the pilot because the pilot needed to be a little bit more substantive. We have too much telling versus showing, but we're not that bad on that front. One thing I did count up though, you know, it's a work based show. And the two first two episodes, we had 17 meeting sequences. It's like, okay, this this is not allowed. We, we've got to cut out these fucking meetings, you know. Anyway. So here that, we that's go. That's the telling. Okay, I see this. Yeah. Top Sorry. Gun Maverick got nominated. Was the original Top Gun nominated for Best Picture? No. They were still no. taking moves. Like, that was... See, that's kind of where they are with at least... I think COVID had a hand in that. Because I'm sure there would have been some other movie that would have been made during COVID. Like, Top Gun was made in 2017. Yeah. And they had been trying to release that fucker. Yeah. It also was popular, but usually they don't put popular movies in, like, these award. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. I think the Dark Knight won for Best Picture at the Golden Globes. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I think I that Top Gun movie was, it was fun. I mean, what, what, it's what it is. It's a, it's a you know, popcorn movie. God, it's that fucking a roller coaster. rumbling. You hear that rumbling? It's awful. And it's so loud in the episode. I re- I did a test recording and like it's because it gives us a gritty feel. No, though. I don't we're know what happened somewhere in Akron, Ohio. Like man. I know it makes people want to turn the episode off. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, that in our, in our blather. Okay, musical or comedy? So they have its own separate category. So oh, what's in I that? Were, oh God, I can't listen to that. I I just well now yeah I can hear I can too. It's terrible. I just don't get musicals i am i am that's one thing where i there are some musicals i've watched that i've liked but it's it's a handful it's less than five i mean rent is as we've talked about in the show many times literally an excruciating experience for me to watch any of rent it authentically bothers my sensibility because i was a teenager in my late 20s and the era of that movie i think i was I was of that zeitgeist, like in college, you know, first like being exposed to more complicated ideas, you know, and different types of people. And whoa, you know, it's white people with money and not white people without money. Whoa. <laughs> no, but my point is, uh, is, uh, you know, uh, that era, Rent is like that era. They did not do a good job with that. I, I did not like Rent. And most You love bringing up Rent at any point. Absolutely. I, Anytime I you could compare, Rent wasn't even, was Rent nominated for the Golden Globe? Of course it wasn't. It was garbage. Although it made money. Uh, it was garbage. <laughs> uh, but so many musical. I use that as like, that to me is like the low point of, of musical. Rent is truly awful. You don't like anything that involves AIDS unless it's like, a, like Fauci talking for nine hours. Well, it's just like, but it's also... The songs aren't good. You have the music a problem. Isn't good. They're so catchy. Uh, who didn't pay that nine thousand forty-eight dividend in the moment? That's so fucking bad. Anyone who likes Rent, don't talk to me. So, uh, and I His also Banshees of Inch Shireen did Annie, well. Annie is very close to. I detest Annie. I can't stand that. Like, and I'm really depressed. And I'm in. An you don't like edge. musicals. Then. Musicals are terrible. I love musicals. And and. and, and 
you don't any, like Greece? Every single Greece is. I tell you what, I like Greece. I'll admit it. I, I like Greece. I will admit that Greece too unwatchable, unwatchable. Oh, Greece that too. rumbling is so loud. Uh, Greece too unwatchable. You know, it, it's, maybe it's, it's not your headphone. Something. It's not. It's not. It's not the headphones. Something is rumble. It's yeah, some sort of ground issue. Got but it. I almost am out of the episode. Like it's really like annoying me. Well, it's you know. I tell you what. Let's just talk a little longer, and we, want, we can take a break. Let's take a break, and you can try to figure it out. You know, it's fine. We got about twenty-five minutes under our belt. Twenty minutes, right? That's okay. So yeah, let, let's just figure it out. Everyone who's who's listening right now, no one's listening. If right no one's now. listening, exactly. Let's take a break and let's figure it out. You know, and then we can get back into it. Okay, I, I'm not. A, I don't have any huge deadline. I got some work to do tomorrow, but it's not too daunting. I was busy as I was busy today. You know, work's getting busy. All right, I'll be back. Tell. Who knows when? Yep. This time and I never I never knew it until now and maybe the kid is 40 and the parents are 65. I had that epiphany when I was 16 years old. And so I've never looked at any of the people in my story as enemies. Because in a way the Fablemans is a story about the act of forgiveness and how important that act of forgiveness is. The lights change how everything looks. It's hard to find our house. Ours is the dark house with no lights. <laughs> I thought casting Stephen's family was going to be the hardest thing we ever did. We used Cindy Tolan for this film, and she had been a great collaborator with us on West Side Story, and so we brought her back for The Fablemans. Sammy! Reggie, Natalie, come downstairs pronto. Your father has an announcement. When I began thinking about who could play my mom and dad, a couple people popped into my head quite quickly. One of them was Michelle Williams, because I had been such an admirer of her work. <laughs> there was something about her that seemed very familiar, and not just because she likes to wear her hair in a short Peter Pan cut the way my mom always wore her hair. She had a feeling that was familiar to me. It's, it's all I can say. Stephen started telling me about his life and his family, and then I realized a half an hour in that he was asking me to play his mother, and the answer was yes. I loved being her. I loved loving my family through her. This is the life. <laughs> and the way that she lived, the exuberance and the courage that she lived with are things that I don't ever want to part from. It's so beautiful what you made, Dolly. You really see me. I've had a tremendous admiration for Paul. He never repeats himself. And so you can't look at any film that Paul Dano appears in and say, well, there's the quintessential Paul. Because he has done such a plethora of performances. He loses himself in roles he chooses, and so I was hoping that the same would happen when he got to meet my dad on film and on video. Sorry I'm late. I picked up Miss Moynihan's Motorola. There's no room left in the workshop. Where should I put it? The living room, I guess? We dug into Bert, Bert Fableman, who's based on Arnold Spielberg. One of the first tapes I listened to of Arnold, he says something like, I'm going to paraphrase now, but electronics was a way of life for me. And so right there, it was like, okay, this guy was an engineer to his core. So the outside grounds, the middle conducts the power, and these two metal wheels under the engine complete the circuit. 
He was a computer engineer. That's like in, in every fiber of him since he was a kid, building radios and making stuff. So immediately started to sort of get in touch with that part of myself or with that part of him. And I provided both actors with what I consider to be a treasure trove of personal memories for me, not knowing whether those memories would have any personal connection with either Paul or Michelle. And uh, histories of what my dad did as a computer scientist and what my mom did as a homemaker and a concert pianist. One of my favorite things to do was to listen to her laugh. It was one of my touchstones that I would use like right before we would shoot. I had so many beautiful home movies of her and like just so much footage that was so dear to me that I just watched over and over and over again of her laughing at different ages in her life. <laughs> Not this again. The hardest part to cast was the part of Sammy because it forced me to ask myself this question. How well do you really know yourself? Action. And the answer came back, well, probably not that well. And so it wasn't easy to find somebody to play myself when I'm still trying to figure out who myself is. <laughs> How are you, man? Good to see you. Welcome. Too. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you. Great. Yeah, got, got my shirt for you. Sure. I met with him, and it was terrifying. And he's like, hey, Gabriel, how's it going? I'm like, Oh yeah, okay, cool. I thought it was a very good meeting. Aside from the acting part, we just spoke and got along and talked about all kinds of stuff. So I, I left there feeling like, even if I don't get it, I made a good impression and I'm happy about that. And then the next day, they said that I got the part. Oh my God. Yes. I do this with all my senior partners. This is what all the serious actors do. Seth is a dramatic actor. I mean, he's made his bones in comedy, but he's a dramatic actor. Stocking up on Kodak before the big move? <laughs> no. I'm... Smart. Film's cheaper here than in California. He told me it was autobiographical, and I was playing a man based on the guy he affectionately called uh, Uncle Bernie, who was funny, lovely, charming, full of life. If there's anything I'm a sucker for, it's liquor. And he was my first choice. I went to no one else. If Seth said no, I, I wouldn't know what to do, because he was also very, very close to the person he was representing, who I knew and loved for so long. And deep down inside you, Mrs. Fableman, admit it, I'm your friend too. It was someone who Steven really loved. And that was something that I felt a lot of pressure to, to make good on. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. Great day, man. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, guys, appreciate it. Sir. Thank you. I was nervous, so I'm glad it went well. <laughs> Once we got beyond the main cast, there was such an opportunity for us to cast really interesting characters that have beautiful moments in the film, from Judd Hirsch as Uncle Boris to Chloe East as Monica. This Sammy's is why I would Jesus never be able to. We're coming back by to the, the way. bullies. Sam Reckner, who played Logan, and Oaks Fegley, who well, played Chad. Robin Bartlett, and I mean the Are you incomparable Jeannie Berlin, okay. and also the sisters. The casting process with Cindy Tolan was great. She helped us find people that had down. the essence of Stephen's family oh, members. Saying my she thoughts really now. I'm hit turning each it down. and every one of those Just parts so beautifully. And each and every character was able to really give the us essence, a memorable Keith. portrait. This is why, well, that's what I was going to say. This is why I would never be able, I don't think I could ever be like a serious filmmaker because I can't, it's almost like it's required of you to speak so eloquently about your work. <laughs> like, I'm just such, even if something's good, like when people tell me I'm, 
when I go on stage yeah. and it goes well. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to, like, articulate my work. Yeah. Of, yeah. like, this is what I was feeling when <laughs> it represents this. Like, no, it's a funny story. <laughs> I used to smoke crack with my dad, and I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. Like, if I made a movie about that and they, well, what was what does this represent? It doesn't represent anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the whole cat, I mean. You know, whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, what? those dishes are like classic. My grandparents had those dishes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. With the blue flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Like Harry Styles when he was doing his I, press. I'm sure this movie's good. Oh, it's probably good. The Fableman. Now, I, that's so funny that that's their last name. With the family, especially with Gabriel. It's a showstopper. But Fucking Paul Dano. He's probably... Paul Dano also plays a murderer in every movie. He's well, in. I know. Yeah, it's weird that he's like he's a kind of a sociopath, but he's playing this kind of like likable character. I think in this, what? he's this going against type, Keith. He's going against type. To be in a movie like this, this is one of he, he's, he you played know, the same character in Independence Day. That was twenty seven oh, years totally. ago. It's the same. You know, play. you're getting old when they start talking a little bit like this. Yeah, you can. Spielberg's getting a little bit of that in his voice because it's just like it, it, it's getting time. Yeah. He's getting to he's getting to Jeff Beck out of here, you know. Yeah, got the Grim Reaper, Every, Jeff Beck, up. Adam Rich, and yes. Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Now Adam Rich is a little out of my range. I do know the show Eight is enough, but I'm not big big on the characters. Are you? Do you know Adam Rich? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really watch that show when I was a kid, uh, and that was on ABC from '77 to '81, which is like prime TV watching years for me, you know. But I was a little bit more of like a. Uh, um, you know, I watched some NBA, like Different Strokes was a show I watched a For lot of For different folks. Yeah, you know, I watched because I, I like Gary Cole. I thought he was funny. You know, uh, hey, what you talking about? <laughs> I, thought I love how you good. don't want to go full black with <laughs> <Yeah>. the impression. <laughs> hey, you know, what are you talking about, Willis? But but I also like, I had a little bit of a sense. Like, I remember Taxi being a decent show with John Hirsch, you know. But I, I remember like, uh, but Eight is Enough. I remember watching, of course, ABC shows like Charlie's Angels. It, but I remember Adam Rich because I had a hairstyle. His name was Adam. His first name is Adam. So I, I remember Was him that his only role? Was he kind of one of those that was trying to find his little, his after eight is enough well, identity? I mean, you no, know, he did a bunch of TV work, nothing that really quite hit. He was on a few shows that lasted a couple years. I think he worked relatively consistently, you know, but he also had a uh, bad narcotic. He had drug problems. Oh, there you go. He went to he rehab. He looked a little bit like a former heroin addict. Yeah. I wearing mean, he, fucking scarves when it's not winter. Yeah, yeah. He's literally like, he was a, he's a year older than me. You know what I mean? I'm like, he, I mean, he looked 15 years older than I me. I feel like that in itself is an age of when you're like, he's my age. Well, dude, when something happens and you calculate it of how close they are to your age because you're like, that could be me, brother. Well, it's funny you mention that because you know all the previous decades, you're like, okay, I'm at 20, I'll make 30. Okay, I'm, I'm at 30, I'll make 40. Even at 40, I'll make 50. When you're at 50... You're not necessarily guaranteed to make sixty. You're really no. not. You're not. You I, know. I, I mean, I say this a lot, but Penn Gillette says sixty-five is the age where if you people who are sixty-five, like if if you don't die be, before sixty-five, there's an eighty percent chance you'll live until you're ninety. Yeah. Or, like or, or, sixty-five yeah. is the age of where if you get past sixty-five, you're probably gonna live until you're like ninety years yeah, old. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And if you think about it, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my yeah. neighbor, Ron Kotecki, dropped suddenly. He was in a small claims court and just had a grabber. And he was old to me, but I think he was only like 62 yeah. or 63. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 
Man, I tell you what, when I was growing 63 up, 63 is not young. Yeah, yeah. Like if you yeah. see a lot of, I remember seeing a lot of old people that in hindsight, I'm like, oh, they were only like in their 60s. Yeah. But I thought they were like, oh, oh, exactly. John Wayne. I think John Wayne was, I think he was, I think he might have been 70 when he died. And he, and he looked, I mean, he, whatever, he, he, Beck he was 78, right? Uh, Jeff Beck? Yes, I think so, yes. She told me, Larry told me he died, and I was like, oh, wow. And then I saw his age, and I was like, that's way older than I thought he would be. I yeah. just figured The Rock would keep him young. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he was whatever. He, I mean, he was uh, a known guitarist. He did a bunch of stuff in the 80s. I remember Jeff working Beck, with- Jeff Beck, he's with, a fableman. Yeah. <laughs> that's simple as that. Well, that, that. That's the DP who is his. Uh, I'm sure they're going to. Who, who went to Columbia. I'm sure they're going to show some ET stuff in here. They're going to show all his movies at some oh, point. God. Do you think Steven Spielberg ever held a camera and fucking made a picture? Like, I, oh, this is his era totally. Oh, right? oh yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, saved up my Bob Mitzvah money and I bought a camera. Well, I think they, they showed pictures of him like with two cameras when he was like 15 years old, like all skinny and shit, you know? God. To Angelo as Angelo's walking off. That'd be funny if he just had Stallone play him in this. Yeah. If he just had a big, beefy, fucking jacked fucking guy. You know. And just didn't make mention of it. When I was growing it. up and I was living in Arizona, hey, it was some anti-Semitism. My name's Fred Fableman. To, to deal with. Oh. <laughs> it, it, you know, by the way, Eric Acosta, good friend of mine, uh, he, he had a funny line. There was a time in the 80s when the two biggest actors in the country were a guy who spoke like this. And then a guy who spoke, who spoke like, you know, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Yeah. A guy who literally. Like, like, could not speak a lick of English, and then you know? one of those guys became a fucking governor. Well, absolutely, but the, 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 those are the two biggest actors. Like, what's it say about your culture well, at that time? You I know? would say popular. They like, were popular. Who were the actual good actors of that time? Oh, it would be it would be like a fucking Wil still Sidney Poitier, no, still no, no, doing no, stuff. No, William Hurt. You know, from a kiss of the spider woman. And Weirdly, like, Randy Quaid. You know, <laughs> but also like Redford still had some a little bit on it. Paul Newman was still a, definitely a known actor of that era. I, I would put uh, Martin Sheen a little bit, even though he was not. Well, you know, he was he was in Apocalypse Now. You know, he's pretty good in that, obviously. But like, yeah, yeah I'd say like, yeah, big actors in the 80s who were actually like respected. Like, keep talking. I'm going to change the know? battery. Well, I mean, Streep was around back then. You know what I mean? I mean street oh, yeah. One was Sophie's Choice. Uh, th th that would have been like an 82. You know, she, I mean, she was huge. Uh, here, here he is. There's Tony Kirshner. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's uh, he's the buddy of, uh, of, of Rob. He's coming to visit next week, you know. You know. I'm sorry, I should have turned completely it completely silent. We just watched, and as soon yeah. as the, he, Steven's... Obviously, Steven's life didn't cost $328 million to film, so we did <laughs> indulge a little bit. There is a Statue of Liberty in his house. There wasn't a Statue of Liberty in the Spielberg household. Me... But the Fablemans, they love the United States. The, the, I want to hear what he has. One of the most editorially no. involved scenes was... How old is she? I was going to say, what, they have a nine-year-old girl fucking edit this movie? Right. Is that the, the granddaughter of the husband. woman who did Jaws? Because I know he had this... It's think, like an all-family cast. I think he's had like a lot of female editors. He got the descendants editors. of... I, I think he had a lot uh, of... No, seriously. I, I think know. he had a lot of female editors uh, in, in his movies. You he know? gives women a chance. Well, I think he also... Ooh, I like to be a sensitivity around, to I want to be around pretty girls. <laughs> <laughs> what, he say, what is he, fucking Lou Wasserman or something? You know? <laughs> I don't know, Kathleen. 
<laughs> so Kathleen Kennedy is partner. Something was wrong. The- you know his part because Kathleen Kennedy is in that ET book I have. Oh yeah, me. yeah. She is like runs the Star Wars universe now. Wow, wow. That, together, that's, I mean, she's somebody you know, who knows probably in her seventies, so well, right? Yeah, me and me and uh, George, <laughs> he and me and Stephen used to run a train on her. The only well, the- only woman that ever let us touch her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got this world in my head. He shoots enough film that you could do almost what, what you will with the scene. You can jump rope with the film. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah what's he? Well, what he but, uh, boy, he took a lot of care with it. Because the emotional impact of what happens to him, that was really huge. God. The emotional impact of what he became a famous film director. I know. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some demons. I mean, his daughter is fucking flicking her bean on OnlyFans. I was gonna say she's an OnlyFans actress, right? Is yeah. She, yeah. Oh, well, wow. she ain't acting. Yeah, yeah. Fucking I R L. Uh that's come on. You gotta he's been he's working on films two or three times a year, all the time. Here's you my well, I mean? that's when you know it's a passion project for her. She doesn't need the fucking twenty bucks a month sub. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. It's also like, are you literally like Okay, Dad, are you going to pay attention about this to today. me, Dad? I mean, uh, well, she's like a she looks black, so you can't tell it's Steven Spielberg's daughter. Oh, interesting. She's, I think, she's adopted. Oh, okay. she's for sure a person of color. Oh, interesting. Like interesting. she is not white. I, I always find that a little. I got to be honest with you. I got judgments. I think when. Some, oh no, I was going to say, but here's why though. Yeah. Not even to get into our Bernie because they fired Bernie Kosar from being the the rant the Cleveland Browns, and I was like, oh, they found his daughter's OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she tried to do legit like porn absolutely fucking delivery guy at the door pornography we had one of our arguments but over that, here's over why ones. is because you came up in a time where pornography was a result of either heroin addiction yeah. or you were beaten <laughs> with a jump rope <laughs> but like now if you i watch interviews with porn yeah. stars my mother was a corporate accountant and my dad is the judge. I yeah. had a very good life and they're very supportive of my career. Like it's not the same industry anymore. Yeah. So yeah. like when you see women go into porn, it's not like, oh my God, like it's not a bad thing anymore. Well, I, I, I'm not- and even the industry itself is not, is like cleaned up. They have they do fucking AIDS tests every ten seconds. Oh, they should. You know, like it's absolutely. totally porn actors, old school porn actors hate it. Like you can't spit on your cock anymore. <laughs> By the way, did you see what Ron Jeremy is? It going to be yeah, let him, off he, on us? You going to be because he's just got extreme he's, dementia. Like he's just oh he's he's like he uh, would wander around the improv just fucking scooting along like an old man. <sighs> the improv uh, is just a treasure trove of uh, people that have fucking. Mike Tyson's roaming around there. Really, really. Who, yeah, Mike Tyson's actually a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Who have you seen? That I, I, I've I, seen Mike Tyson. I've seen Ron Jeremy. Pr- pretty much, those are like the biggest stars I've seen there. Wow, wow. Just hanging out, you know. Yeah, because yeah, you know, they're, they're the fan- I'm a, such a fan of what you, you do. Know, you're funny. Well, you know, you can just be. Well, who you are. Tyson, I think, kind of because he does his one man show. So I think he like. And then when he was. Hanging around Rogan. He went on Joe Rogan. Like, every time he goes on Joe Rogan's podcast, he'll pop by the improv and watch. I'm going to watch David Spade <laughs> do a fet. Yeah, I went to the I mic. Watch David Spade do jokes from 2012. I went to the mic there like three or four weeks ago, maybe a month ago now. And it was right before the holidays. And I was like, oh, there won't be many people there. I'll be able to maybe get up. Because I knew it was like a pick it out of a hat show, which I hate. I can't stand that. Oh, yeah. You said there were 77 people there. Well, I got there early. And I was like, there's six or eight people. No, oh, you got there good. early. I got there too early. You know, and then 
And then like, and you know, eight minutes before, I should have known with comics, it was like a treasure trove of junkies going because because a score of smack came in. It was just like, oh, uh, they all came walking in. No one's got a mask, obviously, because no one has a mask anymore because they're sick of it. But if there's, it's a group of people. To be fair, Crow. Yeah. I'm not really wearing a mask. Well, I haven't really either. been wearing much either. But the point is, in a location like that with comics, not wearing a mask, we're talking about dregs here. You know, they have no health insurance. These are not healthy-minded people. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to be around here. You know, these people, I don't know. I don't, I don't like a lot of these people. Most of the people who were like ardent anti-COVID people all moved to Austin. Uh, most of the people in there aren't wearing masks because they're vaccinated. So they're like... Tell me. Oh, I hope. I hope. Tell well, me. Well, no, the improv specifically, the whole crew that stuck around, they were Cardin people. Yeah. So like the people that... Develop the the people that still go to the... Because there were people that were like, fuck this place. I'm never going back. Yeah. So the people that do still go around, like they have been carded with their... Yeah. So like people are usually pretty good about yeah. that, I found. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 I but I wanted to hear about <laughs> So you've seen Tyson there. I went there, I watched it. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I then the, it's oh, a fun I want to hear about Austin. Fun, I want to hear about Austin. If you talk, spoke to Todd Massey at all recently, man. Not it, recently, no. I that, he didn't go back to Chicago for Christmas. Ooh. But he's even lucked out because he would have gotten his flight canceled. He would have been delayed a fucking week and he's got yeah. the cat out there, so like it's not like you can just be like, "All right, I'll stay an extra week." Is it your cat that you had? It was it's more his cat, but yeah. like I do also have an emotional attachment to it. Wow, that cat's getting old now. It's in his name. Yeah, but cats it's not it's like the cat she's almost 10. That's not old. Yeah. Cats yeah. live until they're 24 years old if yeah, you they take can. care of them. Yeah, they can. Your life is going to come spilling out onto celluloid whether you like stop it stop saying the material it's film it's you're not filming on film what, what, even if you are they're transferring it to digital steve i'm sorry to break <laughs> your heart no i want this strip we're gonna mail it to theater to theater <laughs> like the godfather heart on a plate but it's like it was just there i'm so sick of this fucking i know i mean they're really not it, this th but of this i this like love of the stroke fucking plastic film oh yeah no yeah, the yeah. whole like we shot it on film oh so it looks awful i know <laughs> digital does look better there's no <laughs> doubt about it yeah there's absolutely no doubt about there's it. nothing thematically that will ever convince me that like oh this needed to be on there film. he is you ever watch the movie eight millimeter with nicholas cage they <laughs> oh. shot it on like grainy film yeah you're like this looks like there's fucking gunk on the screen the whole <laughs> the, time those are the movies i remember watching when i was like, like going to a theater back in like 78 First of your feet would stick to the ground. It's such a different experience now. And also, but then they're they're going this belly This is the up. hardest film I've had to say goodbye to. You know, I just wanted to live in this world. Did he show the up for his last? Because you know his off. famous thing is that he doesn't show up for the last shot. Really? That's, that's what happened with, with Jaws. Because he actually couldn't make it to the last shot, and then the movie was so Scheider improvised. So, so he wasn't he, supposed so, to so say he that. Just, it was like some AD finished it off. So he he's superstitious. He does all of his movies. He doesn't go to the last shot. But maybe with this one. Maybe with this one. He went to the last shot because he had a hard time letting go. I had a hard time letting go. Who's going to direct my movie about the movie I'm making, about the movie man that I'm in movies? How much Here, more let's can go we get? up to something that's not taking itself seriously? Some two and a half men. <laughs> yeah, this is a stark contrast. Although they produce this shit, you know? Fuck, I don't know. How to anything do this. we go to is going to be ending, so we'll let fucking. That's what is cool. TMZ saying about Lisa Marie? Yeah, it's pretty. Right yeah, yeah, oh, no, they're showing a Ford commercial right now. We got to let everything kick in. Everything's on a commercial. Yep. But yeah, man. So hey, uh, I, I'm kind of all over the place, but that's okay.
Oh, it's fine. I, I just wanted to find out what, what are your thoughts? Because there was a, a sport ended this weekend. Yeah, I did team. a show Sunday and we talked about the last week of the season, but it's so funny. I was telling her this. I was like, you know, I don't believe in fake news. Yeah. But if it exists, it exists in sports journalism because they will just create. I've never known a field of journalism where someone will say something on an opinion show. And yeah. then for the next week, those are actual sports headlines. Yeah. All someone has to say is, do you think the Bears are going to stick with Justin Fields? It yeah. doesn't have to be in any based in any sort of reality yeah or any sort of just the way they hear the general manager say the word no yeah do you think they're really serious next week every every sports headline <laughs> no bears might not be serious about keeping justin why <laughs> because mike greenberg said it on fucking espn the fuck does he know i know i know it, it is to me it's like yeah first off you're not drafting a quarterback you're keeping justin fields <laughs> hundred percent. Justin I Fields is not the problem. Here's what people, what made people question whether they are is because they That's asked them, ooh, they got out. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. On ooh, oh, I'd watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch uh, college basketball. That you want to watch fucking Brigham Young versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga's eighth in the country, and you know, it's a little bit of oh, a game. Oh, they've been good my whole fucking oh, life, basically. When they became good, dude, when they became good, that was like a weird kind of, although Stockton played for them. Stockton played for them in the early 80s, you know, but I mean, when they got really good, it was like, oh, this is a, an interesting team that got good, a mid-major, and now they're just they're a force. You know? I think they're just stoking uh, interest in the. I think they need teams to think they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. So they so the teams could go well. The Bears might take Bryce Young, so we need to trade for this pick. Yeah. Everybody, I think Bryce Young is going to get a concussion immediately upon entering the NFL. Who did he play for? Alabama. He was oh, Alabama's yeah. quarterback. Yeah. He weighs like legit 175 oh, pounds. Jesus Christ. So he's he, like he's a, like a, a Kyler Murray type guy? Yeah, but Kyler yeah. Murray, they were even talking about this on on TV. That Kyler Murray is was is big. Oh, he's he's thick. short, but he's big. Drew he's Brees thickish. was short. He that's what Greenberg was saying. He was like they weren't small. Yeah. Drew Brees was short. Kyler yeah. Murray's short. They're yeah. not small. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like Russell Bryce Wilson. Young is small. Yeah. Two yeah. is small. And look, he's had three concussions this year. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, to me, it's and my thing is you got to trade down and just stockpile picks. Yeah. I mean, you get like four or five more picks. Go go to the mid first round or whatever. You know what I mean? But then get like a third, a fifth, and two sevenths or whatever. Just get players. You know what I mean? You you need bodies. Ooh, going to the old Marshawn Lynch thing here. Uh, but yeah, I, what you remember this? Yeah. Exactly. Fucking Jake Delome. I was thinking about Jake Delome the other day. That's kind of a gone, a bygone era thing. It's either you have garbage or you have your franchise quarterback. There's yeah. no Jake Delome yeah, that yeah. just are good for three and a half seasons. And then halfway through the 2012 season, they throw six picks and you're like, well, we're done with Jake Delome. <laughs> yeah, he kind of came Hasselbeck. to an end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's well, whatever to me. Kurt Cousins is kind of a glorified version of that, you know. I, I would describe Cousins as like slightly above. I'd say honestly, this year he's above average. This year, I would say that he was above average. That's the max you can hope with him. But with, with the Bears, I'm hoping because because they, they have how many picks do they have? I mean, do they have their entire. Full I mean, they got their whole full draft board. Did, did they, they have, get they any have, other picks? They acquired. They got a pick from. I think they got a fifth round pick for Roquan Smith or something like that. Okay, okay. I thought they got a higher pick than that. I thought it was like a second. Oh third, no, fifth. they got they got a second round pick. They but they traded Baltimore's second pick. For, oh no, they kept Baltimore's second pick. They got a second and a fifth round pick. Okay, and then they traded their own second round pick for Chase Claypool. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 
that that's a sabermetrics thing. Well, some well, you know? no, it's just what they drew. You know, it's just like, oh, we'll get him because he's in his second well, year. It worked out like, for the fucking Steelers because they someone put they PFF put it. They were like, the Steelers have the thirty second overall pick, and the Bears got fourteen catches. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, you know, yeah. Didn't they? What other defensive player did they trade to? Roquan Smith and uh, and one of the defensive lineman guys. Fucking uh, what the fuck? I should know that. Not Eddie Goldman. No. (laughs) Did Eddie Goldman even play this year? Oh, who the fuck was it? It was like a name. Yeah, it wasn't Hicks because Hicks is too old. No, he's uh, he's gone already. He played for the he plays for the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. It was one of their defensive ends though, but he ain't doing dick in Philadelphia. They traded him to Philly. He was for like they got like a seventh round pick for him. It was nothing. Yeah. Well, I give him credit. I mean. They got whoever get draft it was. Picks. He wanted to play for a winner. It was like yeah. a favor trade. Yep. But yeah. I think they'll trade down, or if that Will Anderson, kid, I think they'll trade down to like the fifth to seventh pick. Yeah. And hope that that Will Anderson or Jalen Carter from oh that uh, guy's supposed to be good that from DN, Georgia that DN yeah yeah t- to me it's like it'd be great if they got a name, but if they can also get four more picks. But I you also know, wonder like, if they don't want to go defense just to for the bad PR because they're already like, oh, all they care about is their defense in Chicago. No, what what they need to do is draft three to four offensive linemen. That that's the first. Yeah, but are there and good also off- you don't want to just do any offensive yeah, linemen. Are there yeah. good ones? You could fucking they have they also have 127 million in cap space and, and, and they got to get a couple receivers in there too. I mean, they're going to literally have like 15 new starters next year. Well, that's is, also is that why you think of it. Oh that, yeah. And yeah. I think there's still going to be more criticism of fields, At least no matter how, unless he's becomes Mahomes in the off season. Yeah. Cause there's obviously going to be a, a, uh, adjustment period. Like yeah. even if they improve the team, they're not going to start six and two. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think there'll be a couple periods of dropping balls, not knowing routes. Yeah. Being it's young, gonna, it's a new team like yep. Fields is first for the first time in his life, probably going into a season where he's going to be the only one that knows the offense. Yeah. God. Him God. and Komet and like Komet. Uh, uh, here's the keep. They keep Komet. They keep Fields. They keep. Do they do they still have Herbert? Yeah. 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 And they got Montgomery still, too. Oh, right? yeah. I Montgomery think guys, is coming up for free agency. They might have to pay him or trade him. I, I actually think those guys are OK. I really do mean that. They have no receivers. No, they have. They well, need like, they 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 extended Equinemius St. Brown because okay. he was the only one that did anything all year. Mooney, I think, is still in some sort of long term contract. Yeah, but he fucked up his ankle. I hard. know, I know exactly. You know, like like ligament damage type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible. They, they were Look like at Steve Smith. How perfectly bald his head is. <laughs> in, it looks like it was powdered before home, he came on uh, stage. Right now is uh, throwing a ball fourth and one. They throwing a the ball uh, five wide. But the th- are you anti cowboy just because of oh, I hate them. like you hate them? It's one of those where you oh. just never want them to win. No, I'm not a cowboys fan ever. That's what I love about you is you have no passive games. Yeah, I yeah. feel like every team you have a reason or just like this is why I hate the Bucks. I've been this watching for 45 years. I have a I have a collection of grievances. It's like the Trump movement. Is there I, one I got a bunch team? of grievances? Didn't you say the Bears are your one team where you're like? Outside of a couple Peyton games, like I don't have any hate for the Bears. You know, I used to hate them when I was a teenager because they were great. I mean, you don't understand. They were one of the best teams in football for like six years. You've never experienced that, so you don't really – they were truly great. How much know? of the 70s do you like straight up remember? Like all of it? 77, 77 Mike on. Florio, 77 on. Because Mike Florio was talking about how in the 70s he looked at the Bears as just like, all right, that's two wins. Oh, like, exactly. so He said the Bears and Lions were, all right, that's four wins. Oh, and the Packers like, were as a, too. As a Viking fan, the other teams were just there. The, they, they were, the Vikings dominated the division 
for 12 years. I caught the very tail end of that. The Vikings won the division eight times in the 70s. In 72, the Pack won. And then in, in 79, the Buccaneers won. When the Bucs used to be back in the division. But the Vikings won it from 68 to 1980. They won the division 11 of 13 years. They dominated it. So, I mean, so it, it, when, I, when I've gone back and watched these old clips of games, like, you know, Monday Night Football from 76, and the way the Vikings are talking about it, it's like, this is an elite team you're dealing yeah. with here. You know what I mean? It's like, and so people don't even really know that, you know, because no one's alive anymore. I will say <laughs> this. If we're talking about consistency, I mean, it's wild that the Cowboys, like when I was growing up, the Cowboys were just like dynasty. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. It's, it was annoying. Is, is that the first dynasty you actually remember? <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. yeah the it Cow- wasn't or the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they kinda, I, they I remember them. I remember 49ers shit being everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like everybody had 49ers stickers. Every yeah. one of my Bears fans who secretly liked the Bears but hated them because they were bad. Yeah, yeah. They all cheered for the 49ers. Oh, it God. was like the it was like the B team for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But the Cowboys definitely. Yeah. And the Packers. Because yeah. I came up like my you have sports no consciousness is 95. You have no memory of the Packers being an embarrassment no. to the sport. I don't even so remember bad. them. I don't even remember 92 when Favre started in Green Bay. Oh, I, like, I remember, I remember well. 1995 and on NFL wise. There's a deep, deep cut. I remember that game. Remember Favre's game where he beat the Bengals? Where he, he came, came in and came the, in. Like the, for, for fucking who was the quarterback he came Don in for? Don Mikowski, the magic yeah. man. Magikowski. It's got like a nine J's yeah, in his he, name. He was perfect. He, was a, he should have been for the Bears, actually. He played Didn't for the he Colts. throw like 5,000 yards in a season? No, he had or a, something like he, that. He had a good year. Or Dickey did. Lynn Dickey threw. Lynn Dickey had over 4,000 yards in 83, and it was like, whoa. Because they had John Jefferson, James Lofton was in the Hall of Fame, and Paul Coffin was a tight end. They could throw the ball well, they couldn't tackle. Anyone. Was that one of those scenarios? Anyone. Sometimes when someone has a year like that, it was like, yeah, he threw for 4,000 yards because they were down by 50 points every game. No, they were 8-8. Eight so they, eight. they were 8-8. Eight eight. They were rel- They beat the Redskins that year. The Redskins lost two games until the Super Bowl. One of them was the pack on Monday Night Football, 48-47. to 47. That was the final score yeah. of the game. The over hit in that one, it's safe to say. But 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 it, it was uh, uh, with uh, with Mikowski. Here's my memory, my deep cut memory. Uh, I w- the last time I ever had sex with my very first girlfriend... <laughs> Oh, is that Amanda Rip? Yeah, it was Amanda Rip, and that game was hot in the background. <laughs> That's my memory of that game. Do you have concerns? Fuck yeah, man. Either one of these things. You know what that was? That was September 27th, 1992. Hell yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I got concern for both of them, but I'm mm. going to say I have the most concern. Hmm? For the Kansas City Chiefs, what? Yeah. really? Yeah, I said it. Yep. Yeah, I, I said agree. it. No, I'm st- I mean, yeah, they kind of came into they want. You don't want to go into the playoffs hot. Well, my, my brother, my brother also said, he, and he watches them all the time. Whatever he he, he complains, they have they, they they let teams stick around, and, and the Bengals aren't aren't you know uh, intimidated by them. And frankly, neither are the Bills. So the Bills and the Bengals, they're going to beat if they can avoid one of those teams. I like their chances. If they got to play both of those teams, they are not good against the Bengals. You know, the Bengals yeah, the have Bengals, beaten them three stri- three times in a row. Absolutely, that they, they match up well against them. them you know? But I've always said throughout the season. Um. Do you think the Vikings got any chance of beating? Uh, do you think they can knock off? Who are they playing in the first round? Giants. At I'm home. sure they'll get to it. The Giants at home. Let's play. Let's play through the TV a yeah, little bit. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. He carries around as a um, I think Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is what I want Justin Fields to turn a yeah. better version of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No, Hurts is good. 
But Hurts is also hurt. His shoulder is still banged up, and they're not as good without him, man. Yeah. I mean, they really aren't. So it's good he got this week off again, but he played last week. I'll be curious. I don't Look, think they he's brought 100%. out a Lombardi fucking table stem just for the playoffs. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking dude who had to assemble that? Yeah, just I like, know. God, just use the same fucking table. <laughs> Get the Allen wrench off, set out. You know, Jaylen I'm sure they do it quickly. His strong um, shoulder, right? You hear, the but with report. with Hertz, yeah, uh, with 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 uh, with the Vikings, they play the uh, Giants in the first round at home. Who they played three weeks ago? They beat Greg Joseph at a 61 yard field goal to win the games, 27 24. I think the Vikings are going to struggle at times because the Vikings have two new starters on their offensive line. Their line is not good to begin with. The Vikings have right, they involved Hawkinson at all? Oh yeah, oh Hawkinson. Since they traded for him, he's had like sixty receptions. Hell yeah! I mean, he's and he's had like five touchdowns. I mean, he's he had a thirteen reception game against the Gi- Giants. Giants can't cover the tight end. They can't cover the tight end. So if they can, if they can give enough time to feed to to Cousins, who has been hit the most of any quarterback in football this year, he has been beaten. And that's the truth. There's a stat. He's been hit the most of any quarterback. So he is. And, and their right tackle got hurt against the pack. Their right tackle started in a pro, was in the Pro Bowl last year. He's like, you know, he's not in their top five players. He's in their six to 10 players. He's one of their best players. They're starting right tackle and he's out. So they got a backup, you know, who's, I don't like, you know, and then their, their center has been hurt for six weeks with a bad back. He may play some. If they can't, they're going to have a third string center. And all the Giants do is fucking blitz. They blitz constantly. You know, I, I was breaking their film down on this one podcast I watched. Wink Martindale. They You're do bringing the, down film I mean, and shit? They, they were like, I mean, the, the, the blitzes they do, uh, Vikings are going to have a tough time stopping them uh, on the defense. At the same time, if they can give Cousins a little bit of pressure, they're going to rip off some big plays. They'll be able to rip off some. Fields, uh, 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 Jefferson can. Like that he's in your head. Oh, because well, he's good. And then I think K.J. Osborne in the last five games of the season played he had made much more of a contribution. That they, they made a concerted effort to get him involved in the offense, and he stepped up. He actually one played of my legit well. dreams is that Fields becomes so good that like I get real anger when we go to watch the Bears Vikings games. Like I want you to, I want the moment where you go. The Vikings could have drafted him, but did they? No, no, no. They're no, not that, forward thinking. Do they want a dynamic quarterback? No, no. We'll go with the Christian robot. No, but but I, I, don't. I honestly think it was uh, people thought the Bears were nuts for giving up a first round pick again. Like I think that's truly what it was. Is like no, Fields is good. Yeah, you no, know, I, mean, I mean no, Fields is good. Now they say if the Bears didn't, the Vikings were about to because they say yeah. that's what triggered the Bears to do it. Is they yeah. heard the Vikings were going to trade to get Justin Fields, yeah. and they were like, nope. We're not going to let another Mahomes slide through our well, fucking fingers. What I'm happy about with that, that that didn't work out, was the Vikings drafted Christian Derrissaw instead of him, and he's yeah. a starting left tackle, and he's genuinely he's a difference good. Maker. He's he, they say he's like young Trent Williams, that guy for the 49ers. Like he's and I've watched a lot. Remember of his film. when offensive linemen were just loaves of bread <laughs> out there and defensive linemen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just fucking muffins out yeah. there. Wow, there were some. Reggie White was a big dude. He was a tough dude. Because to, now they're saying that a young Reggie White would do well in this league. He would be just fine in this. Look league. at Derek Carr. Yeah, he's fucking. He was gone, and just after he cried about how much he loved the Raiders, they did that to him. Yeah. Did you watch that one? I didn't see it. Didn't oh, see dude, let's fucking pull that up. Yeah. Let me see if I can yank that up. Well, well, he he. I didn't realize he's been there for nine years. I didn't think he was oh, life that long. I was like, holy shit! I didn't. You know, but what, what what true success did they have with him? How many playoff games did they win? Two? 
Ah, oh, fuck. You know, I mean, it's so. So again, the Vikings got Darius. I have waited, Keith. I have waited for the Vikings to have a good left tackle since Bryant McKinney. That's like thirteen fucking years ago. It's like Jesus. Are you going to finally get a left tackle? And they have it now with Darius. Darius is genuinely good. You can see it. I, I've watched him. <laughs> they break his. Oh my god. <laughs> they break down his film sometimes, and he fucking he pancakes guys all the time. He creates space. Like when you run behind him, he creates like six to eight feet of, or, or yards of just space. He is a large man who can move a little bit. So he's good. And, and this other tackle they have, Brian O'Neill, are actually both good tackles. It's the interior of their line that blows. Their interior is not good. They got a rookie who's just not that good. And they got this, you know, they got on a third string center and they got a backup right Here, tackle. I'm going to so, go to it on, uh, on the YouTube app. What's going to happen, though, too? They're going to play a lot of double tight end sets, and their fullbacks going to play a lot too to come back and help with. Blocking. When's the last time they made the playoffs? The Vikings. Uh, two thousand nineteen. They beat the Saints, and then so lost it's not the... too much of a layoff for you. No, no. But it's is just... there is there an excitement of like, oh, playoff football? Oh, I mean, I only want to. I, I, I'm a little bit excited. <clears throat> I am. Uh, this year in general, frankly, has exceeded my expectations. I mean, when we talked earlier in the season. I was like, they're going to be eight and nine or nine and eight at the best. If they're nine and eight, that's an improvement, which w- it would have been. And, and, you know, I didn't believe in Cousins at all, but I have to admit, I've watched them play the entire year. Cousins has played much better. He's still capable of a bad play. Like, that'll happen from time to time. But uh, he's actually been pretty good. He's had some very good throws. Having Jefferson as the player, Jefferson makes everything work on their team, you know? So just having him is is a a good thing. They utilize him extremely well. They utilize. They, I watched film too with it. when they put him in motion. Sometimes about some of the things. Here we go, you know, dude. So this is when they were on their losing streak. Pissed off. Pissed off. Listen about to his Texas the- like. Sh- he's so macho. Yeah. I'm pissed off, brother. But this is like soap opera. It's like a football novella. I, I love it. I love it. Let's pissed watch. off. <laughs> about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Have a late night wank or have sex with your girlfriend or wife and call it a day. You hit know? in the temple with a mallet just to be put to sleep every night because of my desire to compete. <laughs> I got to watch more of it. It's oh, I'm going to hear that. I have to hear it all over again. It's hilarious. Pissed off. <laughs> some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. Quit rocking back and forth. It'd be more powerful if you put your hands down and just preached. Pounded. Yeah, you know, and just held yourself. CTE is what I thought it was. Yeah. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. What, them losing? Yeah. It's hard. Knowing what is this Some one that they kind of lost it with him? Were they kind of like, we got to get rid of you or something? I don't know. I mean, it, the team kind of rallied behind him. Like, the, this is when Devontae Adams started getting involved more. But this was when they were, like, calling for McDaniels' head and stuff like that. When They didn't have a good year. No, they I don't think not. Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he might have, he has probably one more year. Maybe to, to prove himself, right? One more year. Is that it? I mean, I don't. Also, it's fucking wild. Al Davis would be spinning in his grave. The Raiders are the poorest team in the NFL. Oh, oh no. He's no. the only NFL owner that's not a billionaire. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's worth like $645 million. Mm-hmm. So they legit, they can't afford to fire McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, whatever. 
Davis. They don't got that Walton scratch. W- w- was such a was such a uh, uh, tight one. Yeah, it's all him. I hate how Davis. Oh, he had the first black coach. It's because he paid him less. He would take less money. Doug you Peterson know? looks like he fucking can fish out a crawdad with his bare hand. <laughs> and it's uh, you know understanding. I think he's a good coach. I wanted the I Vikings you to what? get him actually last I year. I can draw up a concept. You stand in the bayou, run a fucking fly route. <laughs> Goddamn go throw a fishing pole over there. Just say random words just in my accent. Slow down, you know, passing attack. I like think this. he's Trevor's a good a, coach. It seems like he desperately wants to go, well, you know, Trevor's a motherfucker that'll do this. You know, Trevor's a type of motherfucker that will. <laughs> I think the Bungles are the team to beat, actually. I think that I was going to, the Jaguars are, could make a run. Here, me and Bailey, listener of the yeah. show, James Bailey, yeah. we want Bill's Vikings Super Bowl. A rematch of that. that you got to admit that was the best game of the year. We had, we had, yeah. That was the best game also, of the year. Also, some team is guaranteed pleasure, and one team is guaranteed a continuance yeah, of pain. absolutely. And I told Bailey, I was like, the Bills win that one. If it's Bills-Vikings, oh, yeah. yeah. I think even a Viking fan would be like, the Bills should win this one. Absolutely. Unless they're too injured or nicked up or something. But Vikings ain't going to do it, dude. Vikings, honestly, Keith, they should win this game this weekend. They should win it. I mean, it'll be a close game. Even though their line, offensive line sucks, I really think defensively, actually, they rested a bunch of guys last week so that they're fresh this week. They rested Desiderius Smith. They rested Harrison Smith. Uh, they, they have this guy Tomlinson who came back. I think they're uh, Daniil Hunter, uh, the right tackle for the Giants, isn't very good. And Daniil Hunter pretty much dominated him. Now, the, 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 the Giants had 455 yards of total offense against the Vikings. Daniel Jones had by far his best game of the year. If you keep him in the pocket, I, I like the Vikings' chances with that. And if they also, they're going to try to attack the middle of the field with some passes. Uh, if you just tackle in the middle of the field, make them earn it. I think the Vikings should win the game. I really do believe that. Then when they go on the road and play the San Francisco 49ers, they will lose by 31 points. That's what will happen. I mean, and to me, then they've had the best season you can hope for. They won a playoff game. You know what I mean? I mean, for, compared to what they were the last two years, my bemo- I bitched about them constantly. You know, you got sick see. Of this is what it turns into now. Austin Eckler is legit. Probably not going to make as much money on a contract because someone put a fucking angry face emoji over him on the NFL network. Yeah, yeah why? Because yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just a game they're playing of yeah. like either or. Is the he's fucking this good. He's good. And it's I like the Chargers, man. And the Chargers when it's just like because they weren't getting him involved in the offense, and it is fucking. Apparently they hate Austin Eckler. Like he had I, eighteen touchdowns. What do you expect? The Chargers won Twitter today. They posted a, a video package of all of the pundits saying like they're done, they suck, and yep. it's just receipts printing with the quotes on it. And they put po- they have like a video of them posting on the, like on a wall. Yeah, we're well, trying it's to motivate. It's a great it. like fuck also, you. Why did he play? Don't play him. Everyone He's played. He's fucking good. Here was again with my criticism of that. That was part of my realization that people drive narratives. He played all the starters. Okay. They were talking about it during the game. That's fine. It's happening. In, but then after the game, yeah, it's all they talked about. And I was yeah. like, hey, no one got hurt. So shut the fuck up yeah. about it. Yeah. And now because of that. It's all people talk about with the chart. They're about to be in the playoffs. Yeah, but he played all the starters. No one got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Yeah. Stop talking about the the yeah. fucking starters playing. I, I, I always have mixed feelings on that decision. I personally think you should rest players just because I think you want them as fresh as possible. Yeah, the Vikings had a chance, I guess, of getting the second seed. You think the Cardinals were going to beat the 49ers in San Francisco? 
that is not going to happen. The Niners have won 10 fucking straight or 11 straight games, I think. I mean, they're the best team in the NFC. It's not the Eagles, you know. So, and unfortunately, that's why I'm hoping that Pete Carroll and the, and, the, and the Seahawks playing them for a third time can actually show up and give them kind of a game. That's actually, know? I would say the Chargers and the Jags is going to be like a shootout. I think it's a good game. I think it's a good yeah, matchup. It's a fun game. And I'm not sure with the fun games of playoffs. We use this word. Listen to that music playoffs. they got in the back. They got the rights to all that good fucking NFL yeah. films music. I mean, yeah. It comes up big time. It is. This song's called Frozen Tundra. And you just. I love that. If you if you look at this, <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> if you look at the soundtracks of the yeah. like the NFL films used to have like soundtracks of oh, yeah, all of the course. songs. Yeah. And if you look at the song titles, it's like Frozen Tundra. Well, yeah, yeah, what, uprights. <laughs> like it's just named after pigskin. My, my favorite one of all time. My favorite. I used to walk up to on stage was a, a blockbuster. Blockbuster is a fucking jam. Look up block and the way it starts, it's a big beating drum. Dun 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 dun, and the strings come in. Dun 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 dun. They'll have it with the Doomsday. The very first Super Bowl I remember watching, Super Bowl twelve, Cowboys against the Broncos. Very first one I remember. And 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 John Facenda. Blockbuster is a fucking jam. It's slow and it's bellicose. It's let's very see the much the first like, thing that comes up when you put in Blockbuster. Probably video. Yeah, yeah. But let's see how quick the NFL films comes up. Yeah, Blockbuster. God, I wish I had a talk fucking remote. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see, because it, it, it's it's a total jam. It's a total jam. By the way, while we look at this, yeah. the Bears named the former commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, their president and CEO today. Replacing Ted Phillips. People are pumped about it. Because oh, Phillips first time, has been dead weight well, for a while, and people, right? The Bears somehow sneakily over-diversified on people. A founding team has a black GM, a black president, and a black quarterback. Wow. Well, you know, I mean... Well, just two weeks ago, I think people were subtly being like, these white McCaskies, I don't know if they like Justin Fields. So what did you think about... They Eber think he smells weird. What did you think about Eberflus' first year? I think he was good. I think people are criticizing him because he's a defensive coach. He's a yeah. defensive coach, and his defense yeah. was terrible. <laughs> God, yeah, exactly. uh, but, I mean, they traded all their pieces. Like, yeah. I don't understand how you can criticize him for doing one thing and then, like, criticize the Bears for being so bad. All they focus on is defense. <laughs> and then they trade all their defensive players away, and people are like, what a fourth, what a forward-thinking move by the Bears, finally getting into the old and, like, getting into yeah. the new age. And then at the end of the year, but their defense was terrible. You were just praising them yeah, for yeah, fucking <laughs> unloading all their good defensive players. I know. They're going to be bad. You got rid of... Yeah, I mean, whatever. They were bad. I mean, what can you say, man? They, they just don't have a good team. You know what I mean? I mean they got to get players on their team, you know? That's all they got. So, yeah, exactly. Is it Blockbuster? It's, well, because there's like movies about Blockbuster now. God. What, you remember you used to go to the video store? Wow, yeah. Because you got a minute. Going to Blockbuster when you were a kid was kind of exciting, wasn't it? Was it an exciting moment going to Blockbuster? Here we go. Oh, Yes. It's, it's Ooh, my with favorite fucking pictures. Oh, it's, it's Randy White, which is perfect. Perfect. This is, listen to how bellicose it is. It starts off with a big, big kettle drum playing, man. Look at that. All of these men have no knees or their brains oh, are dead. mush now. Yeah. Ed, he's still alive. Ed Too Tall Jones. Listen to this music. This is Randy White, 54. 54. He was great. He was a great football player. 
that blonde hair peeking out the back of the helmet. This is their 77. That's Harvey Martin. He's dead. It really is like an approaching army. Absolutely. I mean, they really, football was so militaristic back <laughs> oh, of then. Of course, it was great. I loved it. This song was made by Civil War <laughs> drums. <laughs> Joe Pisarczyk going down. Yeah, those giant pre, teams pre Sims. Yeah, absolutely. This Even is the, the 77 years, game. I didn't realize that Phil Sims had been in the league like six years before, oh, by, by yeah, the time oh, yeah. they got good. He like, was, they were about to give up on oh, Phil Oh, yeah. Sims. He was on the ropes. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Dun, 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 dun. Pasarchak cracking they a stunk. ginger beer. Uh, by, by the way, just to let you know, uh, the Cowboys won that game 41-21. Cowboys lost this game in 77, 14-6. They won this game against the Broncos. They played the Broncos the last game of the 77 season and then played in the Super Bowl. That's just, that's the playoff game against the Bears where they won 37-7. Oh, and this is Jaworski. This, this would have been uh, the second year for Meal. So I don't know if uh we went to the Pittsburgh airport like two days before Franco Harris died. Yeah. And they have the statue with like the, the catch. Immaculate reception. And I told, I told Larry, I was like, I think I remember hearing this. I was like, that ball hit the ground. I was like, if you watch any, any current clip of the catch, yeah. there's not one shot of the actual TV camera because the, I guess if you watch the actual broadcast, it's very evident. That the, the tip of the ball hits the ground, and to 12. save to s save the mystique of the catch, they yeah. only show it from Franco Harris's torso up. Yeah, like you don't even see him make the catch. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that. this is great. That's that's Craig Morton. They, that, they destroyed they, the Broncos. Well, they were the who is going to get it? There's some first year head coach that uh. Who's good? There's some first year head coach that could become one of like four people to go to the Super Bowl in his first year. And this fucker with the Broncos was Red, whatever the fuck. Red Miller. He was the first. He, he, this was his first year with the Broncos. Yeah, because he actually, he was replaced by Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves, who was an assistant coach with Didka on this staff. You'll see, you might see Didka there. Uh, uh, on that staff. He was, he was, yeah, that, that was the high water mark of the Cowboys in 77. That's why I have a special place of resentment towards them because that was the first I was Super watching Bowl. a playoff yeah. game from 1995. Yeah. I didn't realize Don Shula coached that late oh, into absolutely. the fucking 90s. Absolutely. Like Jimmy Johnson replaced Don Shula. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that's the reason why I thought it was going to work out because he replaced the legend in, in, in Dallas and then replaced the legend in Miami. I mean, he, he wasn't the original coach of the Dolphins. It was, I can't think of who That's it was. what ages me. Yeah. I Jimmy Johnson is my coach of the Dolphins. Yeah. Like when I think Dolphins head coach, I think Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. I don't know it is Joe Robbie Stadium. It's pro player stadium in yeah. my head. Joe. Well, I remember the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl is the first stadium I remember. Careers. This is the topic of So I, I actually think like O'Connell, the guy the Vikings got, has been pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Th th they're going to have to get rid of their D coordinator. Uh, th that the three forward does not work well with them. Uh, they gave up. 473 more yards than they got this year. I mean, they, they were minus four in turn in, in point differential. You know, they won 13 games. But if they're in a game, they know how to play close games. They don't choke. And, and you got to understand, it's the Minnesota Vikings. They choke. They choke. If they know one thing to do, it's to choke when it matters. And this year, it's been like, wow, they've actually played good. No, no, of course that won't happen if they're in a close game. No, you know what's going to happen, Keith? They're going to have a run like 87, have to go on the road and play a tough game against the Eagles and lose like 20 to 13. Like a game they probably could have won, but like something happens. I'm, I'm thinking, you yeah. know, but, 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 but they should win this week. Although, although, although the Giants are going to, you know, 
Giants overachieved too. You know what I mean? Like they they really, I mean, their defense is decent. Dexter Lawrence is a very good D tackle for them. They they blitz a lot. That guy Thibodeau they got from Oregon. Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, he's good. Yeah, he's there's a solid. lot of Kayvons in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. A couple exactly. Kayvons and a couple Thibodeaus. Yeah. <laughs> So he's pretty good, but and Jones can run. Uh, Saquon Barkley's solid. That guy uh, uh, was it not? What's his name again? There's a wide receiver they have. His number eighty. Kadarius Tony. God, was it James? Last name James. He's got very quick feet. He's pretty good. They can. They got some ability, but I'm telling you, the Vikings. This is the truth. The Vikings have pretty good weapons on offense. Steve Smith annoyed my white relatives, of course, as a younger, and I loved of course because he was all loud. You know, he was the U word. What? What is you? Uppity. Oh my god, God. No, you That's, know what they would say. You know what replaced uppity? My yeah. dad still says this, and I get annoyed with him. Yeah, he just seems racist. Ugh. They would say that about Steve Smith. Listen, because he because uh, he's uh, probably call me white boy. Like he uh, seems like he says that about Stephen A. Smith. He just seems racist. Yeah, the the problem is. That is such a one dimensional, like right wing understanding of racism. There's no sense of just whatever. You know, it's an easy. Well, he says it. I get what he means when he says it. That like he doesn't. Yeah. Look at Jake DeLome. Yeah. This is when you know they're like grasping for footage when you have a segment based on a Steve Smith segment based on him watching Steve Smith segments. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You want to go to yes. TV history or do you want to continue um, on here? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's do a little more of this yeah. and then we'll go to TV history in a little bit. You having bit. a good time? Yeah, it's good, All man. Right. I'm enjoying myself. I mean, we got we dealt with the hissing issue. That's good. That crunk, yeah, that it's issue. probably, yeah, it's not. I think it just has to kick in. So, yeah, dude, I, I think... I think the Vikings should win, but uh, I think it'll probably be a tight game like all their games are. I, I don't expect them to get blown out. I really don't. They rested a bunch of guys last week defensively. Do you want to know what depresses me about the offseason? And this is solely an age thing. When I was younger, I couldn't wait until like April. Like I would anticipate yeah. it. I would fucking just obsess with every day going to the newspaper, reading yeah. about draft shit, finding any little tidbit yep. about the offseason or what the Bears were going to do. And now I hate it because it's going to come so fast and it's just like, man, five, like I get depressed at like, it's going to be December before you know it. Like when you get older, the passage of time depresses you. Well, it's also not even in a personal sense of like, oh, I'm older of just like, man, five months used to go by so much slower. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm not going to get to enjoy the journey because April is going to feel like next week. (laughs) Whereas when I was 12, I would get this actual five-month journey yeah. of yeah. every day yearning for the what are the Bears going to do. Absolutely. I remember movies coming out, like movie releases, you know, like in the summer, like in the 80s. I would get the newspaper in like mid-May. Oh, this weekend, that's going to be released. Oh, my God, Richard Gere is in Breathless, you know, <laughs> Just movies, whatever, like crap like that. Tron, you know, and I would like care about it, you know, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it was a, a good expression about aging. I think it makes a lot of sense. This is an old guy told me, he's like, listen, it's like life is like a roll of toilet paper. It gets faster at the end. You know, it just like, it just sort of like, oh, it just like goes away. <laughs> yeah, there's not that same. Like the passage of time, when you think about it, when you were like 10 or 12 years old, every moment seems so alive. And yeah, at the same time, your feelings back then, when I, when I think of myself, if you got hurt by something, it, it would stick with me for a while. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't always shake it. That was always an issue. I yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
And you, and you knew certain people that are like, I don't know, like, a, I don't know. Speaking of the passage of time. Yeah. We've moved into 1996. Okay. So this is, we're going to go into January 1996. Ooh, what does Ian Rappaport have to say? This is the national media is catching on with this. Ooh, ooh, okay. This was a local thing. Yeah. Starting here with Ian and a big move today in Chicago. That. It's a, a big, big move, move big today. This is when you know someone recorded it off their TV. Exactly. Yeah, a, news, a bit of news that affects many, many different people. College football, the NFL, Kevin Warren, the former Vikings executive who has been a Big Ten commissioner, the Big Ten commissioner, is becoming the new... Looks like he's hiding a fart in that picture. Chicago Bears, he takes over. I guess, Byron he, had, Allen. I guess he had a hand in building the new Vikings stadium. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. He was, he's been an executive for multiple teams. In the Bears organization, he is said to retire at the end of the season. And he was a big deal in the uh, in the Big Ten's new television deal. Uh, what? Well, those are... <laughs> I mean, the Big Ten, they were the first of the party, man. Do you think Kevin Warren likes Justin Fields, Ian? <laughs> he should. I guarantee you that's going to, because they said he's going to have a big say in, like, he's not going to run the football operations, but he's the president of the team. Yeah. Like, he's going to have a hand in, like, the direction of the team. I guarantee you some motherfucker. You know, something. What do you think he feel? You think he's met Justin Fields eating dinner with him? What do you think? You think he's seen him throw a spiral? You, do, 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 you want to know what I think? Uh, the fact that he was involved with the Vikings in their stadium tells me they're trying to find a guy who's got experience working with stadiums. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, and that tells me they're contemplating going to Arlington It's Heights. not a contemplation. Like, it, it's, it's happening. It's going to happen. It's happening. How, what's it's, the response there? I mean, it's got to be huge. Jesus Christ, they're leaving Chicago. I, mean, I, I haven't heard I anything. I think people are excited about it. And I think that's what annoys Lightfoot is everyone's like, fuck yeah. Because the I think they the Bears were up front and they were like, look, right now, like we don't keep any of the parking money. Yeah. Like they have to give everything to money. The, they have to keep give everything to the city. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see Lori Lightfoot made a video trying like a a uh, a video graphic narrated by Bill Curtis of like what they're going to do to Soldier Field? Oh, God. And she's stupid. I didn't realize this. She was like, well, we'll get another NFL team to come here. What? God. Not realizing that, like, that's not how it works. Like, like you play. can't you can't make a pompous statement like that, not knowing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, no expansion team is going to pick Chicago. Of course not. To move. And they were saying no major market that has multiple NFL teams, they all share the same stadium. You know, Chargers and Rams share the same stadium. The Jets yeah. and the Giants share the same stadium. Yeah, there's never been a point where like there's been a major market with two separate teams and two yeah. separate stadiums. It's yeah. just not feasible. Well, it was back in the in the fifties with the Chicago Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. Yeah, but that's when they played and, and in exactly, baseball stadiums. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the Cardinals were terrible. I, I I I played with the idea of getting a Chicago Cardinals jersey at one time. We're going back to 1996. Getting an Ollie Matson jersey. Really getting a deep Much cut. Much more to come Jesus. about two. So apparently, I kind of remember this. Apparently there was a big blizzard in 1996. I was living here. Very hard. Is this, is this Chicago? No, this is just, I, I, you'll oh. find out. I think it might be closer to the Northeast because it's like the thick of the blizzard. Both yeah. of those states to offer assistance. Snow See a banging 96 Camaro there in the back. 10 inches in Baltimore. Yeah. In Baltimore. Uh, yeah. 10 and inches in, in like Baltimore, D.C. The city shuts down. They don't know how to deal with it. Well, it seems them. to me in Baltimore, it's like ice pellet snow. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not the same. So they don't know how to deal with it. She's in Woodbury. 
Greg, that's absolutely right. Look We're at Trish looking like Mary Tyler Moore. Oh. God. Dash to buy their it looks groceries. Like Lauren Holly. frigid temperatures. They're turning out. Many shoppers were forced to stand outside Long the grocery Island. store because, as the manager told us, there are simply no shopping carts available. No shopping carts. She, she's reading the her off the back of the store and shop. The back of the store. I Some wonder if she ever went anywhere. Came in here. About to get all the necessities. Look at that pop machine. Yeah. Yep. You walk around a store and you see that old school Pepsi logo. You're like, this store ain't been touched in 45 wow. years. Yeah, yeah. It's bad, real bad. I've never seen it so bad. Like I I'm here getting Is that a Mike Bryden stuff. I'm here getting a perm. <laughs> now, uh, Greg and Walt, if shoppers are planning to come out now to buy their groceries, it's getting a little more difficult because as the yeah, this is definitely Massachusetts. Yeah. It's, 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 ground, it's New York. It's uh, shoppers out. are finding that their shopping carts are just having a little bit of a tough time getting. Uh, My fucking daughter's hooked on heroin. She's gonna be oh. snorting the snow. She's gonna think it's cocaine. The, the, the Northeast, like you know, my buddy who's coming in from out of town. He lives in New London, Connecticut. Which is like a, it's where the uh, Coast Guard Academy is at. It's 35,000 people. It's like street walking prostitutes. And it's Hell a, yeah. th those northeastern towns, I'm telling you, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, you think of, oh, it's Harvard and Yale. There we go. No. I mean, it is. The, those, those towns are tough. The northeast, tough part. Tough part of the country. But uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're just getting started. The big snows, and you can, on the radar loop, they're coming up. Look at uh, that down old from central New Jersey. Wow. Newark has moderate snow with three eighths of a mile visibility. And just in classic New Jersey, the snow's not going to be as good in New Jersey as it is here. <laughs> Keep looking on here. Absolutely. Ooh, Regis Philbin on the blizzard. Yo, I, I can't believe it. your relatives and see if you ever run errands for them. Get out yeah. and run errands for them. Give me something idea. to do and just stay out of trouble. Speaking yeah. of calling people, you mentioned just a moment ago. Uh, I don't know if Regis is missing in action. The show was supposed to go on this morning, right? But because of the bad weather, yeah, that's such a Val Kilmer on the news desk. <laughs> Regis, Fresh up the set of heat. Are you okay? Roz, I'm safe and sound in my bed right now. I'm in a goddamn bunker. As I usually do, Gelman called at 7.15 and said the show was canceled. Wow. Sorry that Kathy Lee came in, I guess. She couldn't wait to get back from her vacation. This dizzy broad, no one can get a hold of her. Well, I missed her, too. It's too bad she came all the way in on a day like this, but I guess they couldn't get enough... Uh... I missed her, too. You know, when she comes in, she sits on that chair. I put my hands on the seat of the chair. I, her whole... Well, I think uh, his whole, getting, uh, like his, the way he speaks, it's such like old school entertainment. You know, I'm going to make a bunch of them family. The way it's a stream of consciousness. I call yeah, movies, man. pictures. And, uh, it's, and he, I mean, he, his teeth were cut literally in like the 40s or 50s, you know. My teeth were you cut know? by a saw because they're made of wood because I'm old. Yeah, I remember him. Me being, and Nathan Lane have the same patter. He was, yeah, he was in a, he was in a, a Woody Allen movie in the, I think, late 60s, I want to say. Like, what's he saying? Oh, just he's cracking me up, Regis! And, uh, and that's the way it's going to be all day. Now, little let's fresh see what, breeze, orange juice. What did Regis say? There. Is it really bad? What did Regis say? Yeah, it, it, it's just... Regis, what's going on? He's blowing his shades, image. I got the shades drawn. I'm laying here in bed. Right. Uh, my wife has vanished. I don't know where she... I've got a medically induced heart on. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. A little smoking jacket, ascot, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, a little ascot. I'll, yeah. I'll be getting in that in a minute. Okay, we got it. Gilbert's going to come yeah. over and pick up a tray and serve me my breakfast. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. and, uh, oh More like ascot, because I'm getting uh, fucked. God. Is it really bad outside? Oh, Reg. Oh, no. Oh, no. Reg. Should I even... Oh, Reg.
fine. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's sunny and uh, just absolutely beautiful outside. <laughs> I can't riff. If that actually be kind of, looks kind of fun. Oh, dude, you're you know? playing fucking. The people are sledding in the street. You know? It's like it's the 1940s. I'm, I'm the, getting on a plane the, to fly to California on Friday. The thing about Chicago, when you get that first real like 10, 12 inch snow, like a good solid. It's like snow, enjoyable. You're excited about it. The first it. day is great, but then after, it's just black snow it's like, not even that if you that's why it's good as a child because it's it's when you got to be outside the whole time yeah kids are always in school or yeah. at home you get your moments outside yeah but like traveling in it is when uh, you get oh, disgusted by it also what i liked about it in chicago when we get that real flaky like a kind of flaky snow very kind of light, lightish snow uh it would absorb all the sound of the city so the city got very quiet when it snowed. I like that about New it. New excitement. It Same gorgeous cranium. MTV's Oddities presents a brand well, I remember new season the oddities. of America's favorite dome boy, the head. This was very much my era of yeah. like television watching. Were you watching much music television in the 90s? Mm, not really. Well, uh, if I was, uh, Beavis and Butthead, I You catch a Soundgarden music video every now and yeah, again. Yeah, I, I, but I would... Uh, but again, the TV shows, I watched the Adult premiere. Swim, or what it was, the MTV, the uh, Liquid TV. But I, Beavis and Butthead was my show, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wrote an episode. Oh, here we go. Tommy Boy. I think it's better if we bring the energy down a tad. Even at the time, I was like, so... It's Tommy Boy, but another plot. And this is Black Sheep. Oh, this is Black Sheep? David Spade. <laughs> exactly. This is. It's the same movie. Exactly. <laughs> I like a Black Sheep. It's just, you know, it's different because he's a David Spade's a little more confident in it. Uh, Tommy Boy's funny. I'd say Tommy Boy's funny. Would you agree with me? Oh, Tommy Boy's a fucking classic. Yeah, Tommy Boy's good. Man, you remember Red Dog Beer? Yes. Here. Remember the Red Dog Tap? Remember no. the Red Dog Bar at the corner of North no. of North Damon and Milwaukee? There was the Red Bar. They had that Red Dog, like the yeah. That that to me, I remember trying to drink that. That was cheap, shitty beer. Oh, my dad loved it. the Red Dog. I hate it. It was like a. Uh, it was almost like fancy beer for pours, wasn't it? Like a red. It was like a red ale, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, yeah. That like Killian's Red. I didn't like him. The big uh, big era for red beers. Yeah. Killian's red. Yeah, I, I, I never. It just was too. Uh, oh, let's look at that get fucking to some. Television. Look at that fucking computer. Yeah, dude. Let's get to some fucking. Loader. I'm gonna do trading. Oh my god, is that an Airwalk logo? Oh hell yeah, dude. These were the shoes when I was in elementary school. You needed a pair of Airwalks. Yeah. They were skate shoes for people who didn't skate. Yep. I had a I had a, a knockoff pair that didn't have the A and right away. You got cheap airwalks. Brand brand clothing was huge as a kid. When you were a kid, was brand clothing and shit? It just started. Like I, I feel like I'm of the era where like like you know, like like cheap like tough skins was like totally cheap clothing. You know, you granimal cheap clothing, you know, but but Nikes, I remember I got a pair Crocious of Nikes. doesn't have a label on his jeans. Yes, yeah, Levi's. Jeans, Jordash, Sergio Valente, Levi's. Levi's, and then Calvin Klein. Those were like those were like quality jeans, you know. And then like, and then uh, I got my very first pair of Nikes when I was in the fifth grade, like in '79. Quality name brand clothing just started to really hit. You had it before that time, not to the extent that it, would, it turned into. You know what I mean? Like what it turned into. Now it, it feels like it's a different thing because you know your consumerist needs can be indulged instantaneously. 
And it's sort of like, I don't know, you can like 3D print a pair of you know shoes for yourself or something. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, they make airplanes a, with 3D printers. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. God. To integrate that into the, they that's like the third industrial revolution, you know. Try and hit a specific date here. Old El Paso. How about this? How about we, uh, what, 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 what's your birthday in, in 96? What were you doing? Yeah, what's your birthday? February 25th. Do that. Let's see you that. Do it? Oh, yeah. fuck. I got to spell it. Just clear it. I got to spell it. Yeah, but I wish I had a keyboard for this. Yeah, exactly. Feb. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, th- this was the year that the, uh, the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl this year. They beat yeah, they the beat Steelers, the Steelers, Steelers right? This yeah. was a very, I feel like. When I was a kid, no one talked about this era of playoffs. I feel like this was a very boring playoff year. Well, I mean... Was it kind of unspectacular? I feel like people wanted Marino to go because it was Shula's last year. Like, there weren't... There wasn't a lot of legend power. Uh, Well, the Cowboys were so much better than every other team that it was kind of boring. I I didn't like it. I mean, the Cowboys... So there was no chance Neil O'Donnell and the Steelers were going to prevail. They weren't going to win that game. They won in spite of fucking Barry Switzer. Had they had Jimmy Johnson, they probably would have won four or five in a row. That's how good they were. They were so dominant. It's weird because Barry Switzer talks like a fucking big bully, but I guess he was this passive, like, pussy coach who, like, wouldn't discipline players. Players love. They they, they love him in the sense of, like, they could kind of do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Troy Aikman, I guess, didn't like him. No, because of that, because yeah. Troy wanted him to, like, grind kinda, people into cr- the ground. Well, also crack the whip a little bit. You know what I mean? Got a love line from 95 here, Fox commercials. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Let, 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 let's see Michael Irvin. Let's see my, pl- the it, Fox it's commercial. It's not. It's, it's just commercials. Let's see. Let's see. Three Super Bowls in four years makes me proud to be a Dallas Cowboy. But I'll tell you something else. I'm also proud to drive a Toyota. And you will be too if you take advantage. Look at him like, I got to work on my career. And I'm thinking about after tell, you know. Look at that Toyota too. He wouldn't be caught dead in that car. God. That's where Michael Irvin takes a ride in that when he's going to get more cane. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He did a line of blow off of fucking a dashboard. Oh, these are Texas commercials. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he had a substance abuse problem. The Dallas Stars. They had just moved to Dallas. Yeah. You know what I feel like with them? What I feel like with with the Cowboys of that era? It's the last time where the kind of North Dallas 40 where players could just be kind of wild. And no one, I mean, you, there were rumors, things would happen. Occasionally guys would get busted, you know, get into a car accident. Eric Williams did it from that team, ruined his knee, and he was a great offensive lineman. But it, it wasn't like now where every single the moment. The Whale was still a team. I don't yeah. remember the Hartford Whalers. Oh, absolutely. My hockey fandom starts after that. Wow. I always knew of the Blackhawks, but I didn't really follow the NHL. Like when I was a kid, I thought Pat Foley announced every hockey game. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, but yeah, I feel like the Cowboys, because I guess the story is the Cowboys, the, the players had chipped in to buy a house, I believe. They bought a house next to the practice facility where the Cowboys played that they would just, anything went in that house. Like you could go there, they'd have parties there, they'd bring their mistresses there. I Hell mean, it yeah. was like, it, it, it was a party, and everyone on the team knew you don't really talk about that. You know, it was like something you just did. You know, but 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 the, those days are done, man. You, I don't think oh, you can do crap. shit like that. You now. also won't be seeing UCLA guard Cameron Dollar, the Reds' John Smiley, or former Oriole Lens Cicada, say cheese for the plays of the week. They love that nerd out sports nerd. This out. was the beginning of the snarky ESPN guys. Yes, Keith, Keith Olbermann. Olbermann. Rich yes. Eisen wasn't even in the pipeline yet. Yeah. Craig Kilborn. It still looked like 70s basketball. 
Well, what's interesting about it is that it's it was played a lot closer in the lane. This, the shorts were still a little short. They weren't wearing no, the long no, shorts No, no, no. They, they, they're pretty long there. They're still pretty long. That's Jordan's shorts. Those, those are long. He started the long short, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. He was like, I don't want to look like Larry Bird out here. Yeah. Well, also, what it was is he was superstitious. He would wear a, a, a pair of North Carolina shorts. Underneath. Underneath, yeah. Uh, his, uh... Oh, God. That... that, that... Ooh, you love when that happens, you know. Ooh. Oh, th- th- that's on Allen Iverson, I think. See, I don't remember. My NBA memory starts with the Jazz with the new logo. I don't remember the purple Jazz logo. God, you don't remember Carl Malone really? No, I remember Carl Malone yeah, yeah, because yeah. the Bulls played him in oh, 98, that's right. 97 and 98. Yeah, exactly. That was the only team. I remember they beat them. The in- Sonics is the first NBA. Bulls Sonics is the first NBA Finals I remember fucking straight up like being, being in- excited for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because that's the 72 and 10 team. Absolutely. Look at the music. This doesn't fit golf at all. Yes. Oh, rock out, Joe Satriani. Oh, God, that music is so dated. It really is. Listen to this music. It's terrible. Dale Earnhardt will only be alive for five more years. Yeah, absolutely. Plays of the week is brought to you. Got by- broads on a boat. Dale. Well, yeah, well, yeah. That, that, I feel like X Games were just kind of starting up at this time too. Like, whoa, X Sports. God, I was, I was in my twenties then. What's I was the date young. today? Today, today is uh, January twelfth. Uh, I'm gonna look up January twelfth. So twenty-seven years ago today. There's New There's New Year's Day, New Year's Day Bowl. That, 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 that's that's Northwestern and USC. That yeah. That. Last yeah. Sunday, I covered the whole week for January first run of bowl games. Wow. Okay. There we go. Oh, it's so 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 much. It's okay. You can do it. Oh, I know. It's just this is <laughs> abhorrent content okay, for the. I know. I listen back on shows and I get upset with any kind of silence. Like, and when I listen back on stuff, I'm like, this wasn't like. Too disjointed. Exactly. You're getting all yeah. So, just let it flow, buddy. Let's oh, see. Oh, there's Tim that. Robbins. There's that Viking debacle again. The Cowboys destroyed. Destroyed. Ooh, Brad Johnson. The see, Vikings. I remember Brad Johnson. Vaguely remember Warren Moon as a Viking. I, I, I watched the first quarter of this game Dallas. at Ye Rustic Inn. While I take a piss, you're going to watch it right now. Absolutely. Sixty-five thousand. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Hello again, everyone. I remember this Frank game. Gifford with Al Michaels and Dan Dorf. Welcome to the second Gifford half of our still NFL playoff doubleheader, the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. The Dallas Cowboys, of course, are the defending Super Bowl champions. Yes. They've been three of the last four, but they come in a struggling football team at 10 and 6. They'll meet another struggling football team, the Minnesota Vikings. They are 9 and 7, and under yep. head coach Denny Green, they have now gone to the playoffs four out of the past five years. But in yep. the previous three playoffs, they've been taken out in the first round, and somehow or other, they like to get past that first round. But it's going to be difficult today against Dallas, Al. It will be, Frank. Dennis Green has really done a great job under very yeah. trying circumstances this year. A lot of his personal travails were played out very publicly in the yeah. Twin Cities earlier in yep. the year. 
Then the team endured Did a you know what he, young he, losing streak. Yeah. Then there was old, rampant the, speculation. The, the, they talk Holtz about this the game. Next year that uh, uh, what Denny Green dealing with personal issues. This was the, was I he, think. Was he belting the old lady? No, 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 no. What, what it was. This did not play well in Minnesota. He, this happened twice in his career there. I think this was the first or second time he knocked up a secretary and was like, you got to get an abortion. Vince McMander? Yeah, yeah. He, he knocked up a secretary. At least he's pro-choice. You know? <laughs> Force choice. You know? And so, yeah, and I guess he was like, but I guess he was like kind of leaning on her. Like, you got to do this. This you know? is the beginning of the new ABC sports graphics. Those like that yellow and red yes. kind of ABC colors. Because for a I, while they stuck with that Wired World of Sports theme shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like I would agree. into 95, it was the Wired World of Sports. I feel like <laughs> 96, was that the first year that ABC and Disney, like, did they buy a company where they're like, we're going to be our own thing now? I feel I, like sports was always associated with the wide world of sports. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's funny. I think what happened maybe. I could be totally wrong. I think I probably am. I won't even say this. When Fox got uh, the uh, the NFC from CBS. That's where I start. There was like, that was a changing of like, okay, it's going to be presented in a slightly different way. You know, I mean, the NFL is a, is a stodgy It was league, more modern. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. The graphics had a little different. They, they got Summerall. And, and, Kevin and, Harlan is the voice of my NFL. God. Well, he did so many Bears games. He does basketball yeah. almost exclusively now, wow. too. Wow. Well, for who? The national he does the TNT national games. Oh, interesting. Okay, good for him. Then he is I'm Dan Theodorf when I look and sound like a walrus. I, I want to talk about it. We, we can watch it because it's early in the game. There's a play in this game that before before the ball had gone out of the back of the end zone, I had left Ye Rustic in. I had left. Yeah, I was watching. You were, you'd had it because I, I, I just knew they had lost. I mean, because the, the Cowboys ram it down their throat, but the Vikings have a bit of a response drive. They pick up a Dallas blitz and they throw a pass to Ampley. You'll hear me out here. To oh, amply, I'm listening. I'm just watching. Uh, amply too. to the middle of the field. He goes like 60 yards, and George Teague comes from behind and pops the Ooh. ball out right before he's going to cross the goal line. And I was like, oh, well, they're going to lose now. So if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of in the second, in the first quarter here. So I just want to watch at a, that concrete that they play on. Oh, oh I know. This was still what pissed me off about this as a Viking fan. The Herschel Walker trade was still, still had, in your blood. Yeah, absolutely. That that didn't exercise for me until the Thanksgiving game in '98 now, when Moss had the game. In as 98. a jaded Viking fan, yeah, the Vikings keep all those picks. Yeah, you think they draft the players that the Cowboys no, draft? No, you, no. You do you think because a lot of people think like, oh, well, the Vikings would have had the Cowboys dynasty. No, no, not at all. No, because the Vikings wouldn't have done a good job, and the Cowboys already had Aikman. No, uh, no, no, no. They did. They did. They drafted him in '89. Yeah, they had Aikman. They had Aikman. Is, is that? Because yeah, Aikman was on the one in fifteen team. Exactly. It was Aikman and Steve Walsh. Uh, yeah, it's Brad Johnson. I want to see the lineup for the Vikings. Uh, they have Randall McDaniel as a running as a, Johnson, a ninth round draft choice. Look at that ninth round draft choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the recipient of a four-year out of Cincinnati Tech. No, no, he went. He went to Florida State. Ago. There's He's a reason why. Look at that. Look at that. Leroy Horde. Yeah, Leroy Horde. Jake Reed. Joliet. Jake Reed. Yeah, from Joliet, Illinois. Todd Stussy, Stussy what a name for my past. The, 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 the guys in the – they had a decent offensive line. Maury Stringer. Maury Stringer does yeah. my taxes. Just just give it to, yeah, to, to – Give it to Evans. Yeah, nice call, Brian Billick. They, they have Tony Casillas, Chad Hennings. They don't have – what's his face, man? They don't have uh, – Was uh, Zimmer on the, on the staff? Uh, in 96? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was He's a like defensive back coach. Defensive back coach. Yeah. Great corners. That, that's why Dion loves him. Dion Sanders loves him. Yeah, he's Zimmer. the fucking, he's like assistant coach at Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that. 
Zimmer's, Zimmer's Zimmer probably died. He died a couple weeks ago. That's fucking wild. He was wild. 37. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Zimmer is probably going to be great at college. Like Zimmer to me, like that college players respond to that fucking hard ass. You know, I mean, I, I think Dion loves him. Dion thinks he's great. Leroy, former Michigan Wolverine, Leroy Horde. Because Robert Smith had blown his knee against the Bears, actually. I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But Bears won that game. He was the Bear killer. I hated Robert Smith. Oh, he was. Because I was like, outside of the Bears games, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. But then, actually, because he retired early, looking like he's yeah. one of the greatest running backs that never had a chance to be the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he just ended his Wait, career he got hurt a lot so Back, and johnson airs it out yeah. and it's incomplete but a flag yep. is thrown kevin smith See, th th this is this is two years before moss they they didn't have moss yet. so they were they were always like a nine and seven ten and sixteen the vikings they were competitive but they weren't that good they weren't going to win at all you know so you can fast forward it a little bit man I, I, that's totally cool man we don't okay. have to but i i just want to see i want to see when the yeah here is this yeah. Cadre Ismael. I remember him. Yes, yeah, the 90s and 2000s was full of full of Ishmael receivers. <laughs> well, actually, that, 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 that's Rogue Raheem Cadre. That, 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 that's his brother. They were brothers. Right. Mitch Berger. Mitch Berger. He kicked until like, like 2009 or something. He kicked for a long time. And they they blow the Vikings off the line of scrimmage here. They blow them off the line of scrimmage. The offensive line. They just blow them off the line, of, if I'm not mistaken. I think their first drive is like, it's just not a problem. I could be wrong. Look at those fucking numbers. 13 interceptions. Yeah, but I mean, they still had. But they, they didn't have Jay Novacek. Bjornsson healthy again, they hope. Two and a Newton. Donaldson was different because Stepnowski went somewhere else. Yeah. You said they blow them off. If I'm not mistaken, they blow them off the line pretty pretty frequently on this drive. I could be wrong. I could be not remembering it. Oh, look at that hole. Oh, they batted it down. Oh. oh, yes. One of those great DNs of that Fernando Smith. Derek Alexander. Yeah, don't draft Warren Jason Sapp. Risk. It was yeah. a risk drafting him. Yeah, yeah. Don't put him with Jason. Does see John Randall next to to, to Warren, Warren Sapp? Sapp. Mm. Jeff Brady, Daryl Talley from the from the Bills, Orlando Thomas deceased. Uh, they had a rotten sack. That's a bunch of nobodies. I'm, well, yeah, they had Fuller was okay. Robert Griffith was on the team. He was okay. Robert Griffith, you know. Ooh, oh, I'm wrong. Were I'm you wrong. getting some hope? I wonder because you don't really remember. I was going to say, I wonder if you were like, okay. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I am deeply cynical about the Minnesota Vikings. Deeply cynical. But yeah, we, we can. Uh, if we, I, I want to just fast forward if we can. I remember watching that game. I want to fast forward it to the George Teague play. Okay. Where, where, yeah. So maybe just go. Just yeah. So you can just fast forward. I'm sure they convert the third. Won't down. play. Talent. I guarantee they convert the third down. It's third and ten. I guarantee they converted it. Again, as, as, as the like bet, as the sun rises in the east, sets in the west, they convert it. Right there. There you go. Third and ten, no doubt. Oh, we have superior athletes. Was that the play? There we go. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's uh, uh, the, the 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 Cowboys go ahead seven to nothing. It's the response drive. So Cowboys just march basically down their throat, if I'm not mistaken, and score and score. Let's see where they're at right now. Because they're past midfield right now. I bet. Yeah, on the 30. That, I guess you can tell. I mean, they're driving it down. They're, they're having a good drive. 
Let's go. Let's go here. Let's see, let's see their touchdown. Play in the oh. postseason. The only problem is every time he came here to Jason play, the Cowboys were here. Jason. Oh, look at him. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't even look the same. Oh, I know. He's, he's, he's skinny. You round out when you leave the NFL. Oh, yeah. The we're, NFL, are, they're very pointy featured people. Yeah. Yep. First down, Dallas at the 15. This 15. drive began at the 12. At the 12. The deep drive. Come on. There we go. At the 11, he runs look at Jeff Brady. Yeah. So they hand it off to Emmett Smith and he scores a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. So you can fast forward to the touchdown. I was listening to an interview today that Emmett Smith said he retired because when he went back to the Texas Stadium as a Cardinal, he said he thought he would feel like, oh, all the thing I, the, like, he, he would feel pride, but he said he was heartbroken. Oh. That, like, oh, I shouldn't have left. Like, he said he immediately, that he was like, that's when I, I regretted regret. it. And that's when I knew I had to leave the NFL. Okay, let's see what happens here. Waiver wire, and they figured he would be the guy, but the question is, how much can he play today? Well, yeah, him November the if 5th I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they pick up a blitz in the next, like, three plays, four plays, hit amply out of the backfield, up the middle, and he goes, like, 60 yards, and the ball gets popped out. I think they, they have a this response This is when you drive. walk out. Yeah. The Glover. Jordan. Oh, Jordan. First down up to the I mean, you can't get any discernible name with the pad with. <laughs> I mean, the pads are just covering everything. You got to. I mean, it is. The pads are literally 50% large. You see, Moon was hurt, I think. And a whole lot younger than 40 year old Warren Moon, who's ready to go if they need him today. That's wild that Brad Johnson beat out Warren yeah, Moon. Yeah. That was he Moon's also last was 50 year. by the time oh, oh, he got he was to in the his NFL. 40s. He was, he was in his 40s at this point. He was like early 40s. He was known for being old. Oh, yeah, because well, he played five years until like, CFL. He played from until 2002 okay. or something. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Immediate future. It is caught by Ward. Nice slip move there. And then Teague tackles yeah, the, They had some success in this drive. And, and so they're really tipping you. They're getting, sticking your tip in. It, it's it's seven nothing Cowboys. So you got you got to respond a little bit. You got to respond to this. If I'm not mistaken. I want, is there a feeling as a Viking fan like if they respond, this will be a game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they respond, it's like, well, as any fan, I think it's like, okay, they're they're in the game still, you know. I love how that's how good they are. They're in the game still. It's like 13 minutes left yeah, in I the know. first quarter. If I'm not mistaken, it should come up here relatively soon. I could be wrong. See, they got a drive going. Jake Reed. Billick is our O coordinator. The sparkling 18 yards per reception. Brian Billick, the offensive coordinator, on the strength of that. Was he highly touted when he went to Baltimore? Well, he he he, he was the offensive coordinator for the '98 team. Okay, it's, it was also they had Randy Moss. Were you into coordinators at that time? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So no, when I, when he left to go to Baltimore, were you like? Fuck, we should hang on. Well, no, because I knew they had the. I knew they had Randy Moss. And here we go. I want to see what happens on this play. This seems yeah, like amply out of the backfield. No, no, it could be. There's a play where, and they, they, like Johnson almost gets sacked, and, and he, like they time the, they, they burn the blitz perfectly against the Cowboys, perfectly. And you're like, oh my god, it's a great play. And, and then it, and you're like, oh, they're going to score a touchdown. Then it gets popped up by George Teague at the end. Yeah, Woodson, Woodson was a good player. Darren Woodson. Darren right? Woodson. N not the rapist. Didn't stuff. they get him with the with one of the, the Herschel Walker trip. picks? Oh, absolutely. But it, what, what, what the Cowboys did is it was the first saver metrics. Where they, they just traded and they stockpiled picks. You know what I mean? They got a bunch of guys late in later rounds, too. Second and 12. And this is Ant 
Amp Lee. Yeah, Amp, former Florida State Seminole. You see it's late in the first quarter. I'm not mistaken. It might be this play. It might be this play. And then, and then we can, you know. There's Haley. He's got that chain necklace. Hey, there you go. Haley was great. He was totally a good player. He has six Super Bowl rings. Six. In that type of a situation. I think it might happen here. Third down and five. Johnson guns it over the middle. The catch is made by Amp Lee inside the ten. There you go. I was apoplectic. Right? I was apoplectic. I'm mad now. I'm mad now. <laughs> watching that i get mad now he's gonna score a touchdown right i mean am i wrong no he's in i mean i was my, my memory was perfect correct i was it really out of the door before they tried to i was out of the door of you rustic and i was like oh they lost you just the game. went home yeah and they lost this game 40 to 15. what did you do the rest of the day oh i think i, I probably get like worked on a set to go up at some mic somewhere you know like oh god i'm working <laughs> i'm gonna on my work on my career career exactly that's Where what i'm gonna do did he lose possession of the football uh, I know. If he only call. recovers it. What a play by George and then he doesn't Steve. recover. That happened at full speed, and we jump all over these officials, but this was a great call. I was apoplectic about that play because it was. I left. I stormed out. Again, I didn't even see him almost recover it. That's why I'm upset because I, I was already gone. Right. Yeah, you didn't know that he almost got that fucker. Oh, my God. It's, they lost that game 40 to 15. Ooh. 40 to 15 in the playoffs. Got absolutely smoked. Vikings Raiders. I remember that game. Vikings won. This, this is game. later on in '96. Yeah, I watched this game at the sports bar uh, next to the comedy. I, I had a set going up at the comedy store. <laughs> I was going up at the comedy store. I watched this game with Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin and I, the two of us, were just oh, watching yeah. the game. I was drinking a beer. Twenty twenty-seven years old. Vikings Coming won up, this game. No, not that prime time. Foxborough is, is in a major farm today. Or was it just this this is this is only the second time I ever saw the Vikings beat the Raiders. I have been a fan of the Vikings for 19 years at this point. It was only the second time. Now, they didn't play a lot. They got the, the, the Raiders would destroy them. Anyway, we should uh You want to wrap it up? To, yeah, yeah, we should wrap it up. All right. It was a good this was a good show. This was a good random Absolutely. all over the place show. Good. We yeah, because I I gotta I I hit oh, the road fine. in a little bit, but that's cool. Let me just cue up the music here, and we'll do a nice little smooth getaway here. Here we go. Oh, oh they're breaking the game down. It's a first down. Oh, this is on the NFL It's the now. replay, it's yeah. It's the NFL Network replay. Oh, incomplete. Beg your pardon. Incomplete pass with Peterson in coverage. Yeah, yeah. a little bit on the upside there, but Pat Peterson, one of the chiefs. Peterson has actually been decent this year. All right, well, yep. thanks Good for times. listening and watching. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday little more succinct episode i won't Excellent. be i won't be grumpy for 20 minutes early on but i feel like I, I we wrote out of it absolutely we had good energy um good thanks, time. thanks for watching follow me on twitter at keith pazel thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening follow the twitch twitch.tv slash this is keith pazel uh i'll see you guys on sunday with tv league stuff we'll see ya yeah
Now, how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>